WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Live on this Thursday, February 22nd, it is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, always live on the free Odyssey app, and of course streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number on social media at 1210 WPHT, I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers, Disney keyword number 16 this morning. Wow. Final day, everybody. Final keyword coming up at 8.30. Announcement winner coming up tomorrow at 8.30. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Gregory? Happy Thursday. You in a good mood? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Just check it. Good. We gotta do mood checks. Mood checks. <laughs> like six oh two mood checks. Nah, mood checks. How's your mood, ladies and gentlemen? How's your I mean, mood? I mean it's six oh two. Nobody's mood is great, right? I no. Mean, we're here to wake everybody up and rub that sleep out of their eyes. That is correct. <laughs> no, I like the way Nick said that with such trepidation. You uh, you in a good mood? <laughs> Just try to gauge the temperature of the booth. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good here. I would think so. By the way, guys, another good month. Woo! Congratulations. Another good month for this radio program. <laughs> Is that a drop? That's you saying another good month. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we're getting used to this. By the way, guys, another good month. <laughs> Thank you to the audience for making Kale & Company in January of 2024 even better than 2023. And for those that had doubts... Go yourself. As Elon Musk once famously said... Uh, wow. We got a lot of good stuff today. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we're starting off with a bang, aren't I've we? I've got, like, drops lined up. Oh, like, God. Ready to go. All right. America under attack. We will get to that in the big take. Joe Biden trying to buy more votes, perhaps with a bribe. Also, if you're paying attention to Donald Trump's finances, he's in a bit of a cash crunch. We'll get into that this morning. Also, Fonnie Willis is a female victim now. It's no longer racist. It's about her gender as well. That according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution gets that story. And also, in the world of... Remember back in the day, I say that tongue-in-cheek, when um, <laughs> back in the day when employers in Hollywood were like, hey, if you don't get that COVID shot, you're out? Well, ABC and General Hospital, very interesting Hollywood lawsuit with the vax mandate. Wait, General Hospital, like... The soap opera that's that, that been on correct. for a hundred years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why is the soap star? Like, you, you, I will not. <laughs> you binge watch GH, don't you? I know you do. You know. I could see that. Some slow afternoons. <laughs> Load up the DVR. Fire away. Uh, keyword cut sheet. All sorts of good stuff this morning. But before we get to all of that, let's find out all the pertinent information that we need to know. Round one of the news at six oh four. The great Don Stensland. And good morning on this Thursday, February twenty second. We are at. 29 degrees. I'll tell you when the sun will come out. I'll also tell you when the rain will begin. But in the news today, and I'll take you to Easton, Pennsylvania, where 
They're making some national news. Two Pennsylvania brothers sentenced to life in the murders of their own parents and younger brother nearly three decades ago have been resentenced to terms that may offer them a chance at parole. This is a Lehigh County judge yesterday sentencing 46-year-old Brian Freeman and his 45-year-old oh brother, God. David. I forgot about this Remember case. this story? Yeah, I, I, the Freeman case? I was yeah. born and raised in Easton. I went to Easton I High School. I know. that. Why do you think I started Easton? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going back to my hometown anytime soon. So uh, they were so they were sentenced to 60 years to life. Both served just under three decades in prison for their murder convictions back in the day and would have been in their 70s before they would be eligible for parole. But they were, they were like neo-Nazis or something, right? Yeah. And they one had Berserker written across his forehead yes, sir. or something. Yeah. Those are the ones. Yeah, those I brothers. That. I remember that. Wow. I was coming of age when that story was, uh, yeah, was was plastered all over the uh, was Lehigh that? Valley news. Was that mid nineties? Yeah, it was thirty years. Yeah, it was probably ninety five. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five, something like that. Yes. So oh. they now may have a chance at parole. Wow. Because of this resentencing. Oh my god. So they're in their mid forties now. They were in court, uh, weeping saying that everyone deserves a safe, happy life, free of violence and pain. They took that away from their family, their community, apologizing. <clears throat> but this is causing, obviously, controversy. Wow. Because many are saying uh, that's not acceptable. No. Even if they're 70, still, yeah. they get a chance to be released. Yeah, no, you don't get out. Unbelievable. Yeah, so we've got that going on. Uh, just to mention to you, Philadelphia is one of the cities named in an outage reported by AT&T this morning. So they had reported about uh, 32 plus thousand outage reports this morning. And Philadelphia is one of maybe a half dozen cities named in this. We don't have an explanation as of right now, but I, and there were some Verizon outages. So if you're having any trouble with AT&T, Verizon, there's something going on with an outage. I, they're not, AT&T is not public about this as of yet. So there are some detector sites and national media, local media that have been reporting on this. So hmm. trying to get to the bottom of it, I yeah. don't have any answers. I'm just letting you know. I have AT&T. It looks like I have service. Yeah. So same here. All right. So I'll take you to Jenkintown. This is a, a very interesting story as the Jenkintown Police Union has rejected any plan to dissolve the borough's police department. So you say, well, what's going on here? Jenkintown Police Benevolent Association opposing this area of a, it's, I mean, if you know Jenkintown, I love Jenkintown, but half square mile boroughs consideration of dissolving the police department. Why? To cut the costs. So this tiny little, very quaint section of, you know, Montgomery County, just outside Philadelphia, they had borough officials. They've embraced the idea of contracting with neighboring townships like Abington or Cheltenham as a more cost effective alternative. They say that the, they don't want to raise taxes. Some residents say they would raise taxes. So this is causing a lot of controversy in the community to say it's a tiny little area, but they pay, uh, you know, a ton of money in taxes there, and and part of this is to pay for the police. So we've gone from defunding the police to dissolving the police. <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, the small borough of 4,000 residents spending more than 50% of its $5 million budget on policing, and borough officials are saying it overburdens the taxpayers because their taxes are, they have the six highest municipal taxes in Montgomery County. Hmm. And this is just a, a, 
a very small little bureau, of, uh, borough, I should say, if you know this area. So they're saying, hey, let's rely on Abington. Let's rely on others. And many have said, no, it's too far away. Yeah. You're not going to get yeah. any response time. Yeah, response time will be, what, <laughs> 20, 25 minutes? Yeah. I and mean, that could be the difference between life or death. So uh, this is a controversy that's going on. We're following it for you this morning. I want to take you, because we're, we're all dog lovers here, but uh, we have to talk <clears throat> about the commander's dog, uh, the commander-in-chief's dog, Commander Biden. The oh, dog. yeah, Mr. Two Dozen. Yeah. So that's the that these new documents that have have now gone viral and you can they've obviously redacted the actual United States Secret Service personnel but you see that there were 24 incidents at least at the White House these dog bites according to these newly released internal documents that have been obtained now leaked if you will to the news media and by the way that number 24 does not even include additional incidents that have been previously reported that we've talked about, including executive residents, staff, other White House workers. So this is just Secret Service mm-hmm. who have been bitten. And so there's... <laughs> it's unbelievable. So one of the assistants, one of the Secret Service assistants said these recent dog bites had challenged all of these you know, workers here to adjust their operational tactics when commander, the dog, is not the commander-in-chief, it, when the commander is present, and they said, please give lots of room. Mm-hmm. In, in all seriousness, how neglectful do you have to be raising a dog from the moment you buy it from a breeder or wherever you get the dog from to, to get to the point where it's fully grown and it's bitten in it, 24 incidents? I mean, d- does the dog even know how to sit? Like, I'm, I'm just thinking of like a rogue dog that just takes a bite out of friendly people, right? Right. Supposed to be protecting its uh its owner. It's not the dog's fault. I think. I, well, you're probably right, but it's, it might be. It it's might always be time, the owner's fault. It might be time for Commander to uh, <laughs> just lay down for a little bit. Yeah. Well, they did finally. They they removed. They have removed Commander. They have since removed the dog. But we just got the newly released documents showing oh, because okay. they tried to poo poo it, and yeah. I think that's generally speaking when somebody's leaking something like this yeah if you've been bitten by a german shepherd or if you've been bitten by a dog and you have colleagues i mean 24 times my yeah. god so obviously somebody felt like this was necessary to say no no, no don't don't put this uh, put this under the rug this is a serious situation i think it's time for mike johnson to uh, file articles of impeachment against commander <laughs> oh He'll be the first dog ever impeached in politics <laughs> i love it well, let's get to the forecast, shall we? Because it's a beauty for today. 50 degrees today, and we will see the sunshine, okay? But as early as 4 p.m. in the suburbs, hopefully by 6, hopefully you get through your your afternoon, evening commute, but we're going to see the rain come in and some heavy rain overnight, okay? So we do have rain coming in, but for those of you you know, if you have a lunch break or you're off this afternoon, it's going to be quite lovely and unseasonably warm for this day in February. And tomorrow, much of the same we'll have tomorrow. We will have 51 degrees, and there is a slight chance, again, of some rain in the morning. Looks like we will clear out. 
The weekend looks bright and sunny, no precipitation. However, much cooler. Saturday, not even quite 40 degrees, but bright sunny skies, about 39 degrees. And then Sunday, definitely the better day. Bright sunny skies, 45 degrees. Looks like next Monday, your Monday the 26th, wow, 57 degrees. We're in the 60s next week. So maybe uh, entering into March, maybe Entering into March, feeling very spring-like. This is Kellen Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. 6-12, Thursday morning. Let's get to another big take. The Big Take on Kalen Company. And it's brought to you by the Piazza Auto Group, The Big Take, Assault on America. When you become president of the United States of America, you take an oath. And it goes something like this. I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Joe Biden hasn't lived up to the oath he swore to. Americans are under attack thanks in part to the Biden administration's dereliction of duty at our southern border. Law enforcement under attack. Delivery drivers under attack. Tow truck drivers under attack. Joe Biden lets them in and if they go to New York, Eric Adams will be the one who bankrolls them. This administration is more focused on funding Ukraine than it is securing America. Cash to foreign nations is a higher priority than a simple stroke of the pen. How bad is it? Well, let's take a look at the numbers. Under Joe Biden, we have now surpassed 7 million U.S.-Mexico border encounters. Under Donald Trump, there were far fewer. Let's look at these numbers. This is amazing. In 2017, Donald Trump, 303,000 encounters. In 2018, went up a little bit to 396,000 encounters. In 2019, it jumped up significantly to 851,000 encounters. And then in 2020, during COVID, it went back down to about 400,000, which was more in line with 2017 and 2018. Now, under Joe Biden, we have seen an abject disgrace. In 2021, 1.7 million. In 2022, 2.3 million. In 2023, just last year, 2.4 million. And so far in 2024, mind you, in seven weeks only, 961,000 encounters. Think about that. Not even two months in, almost a million. That's three times as many as 2017, 2018, and 2020 under Donald Trump. And it is a blatant disregard for the safety of American citizens. And once Joe Biden lets them in, New York City Mayor Eric Adam hooks them all up, and there's no end in sight. According to the New York Post, $50 million is being given out to migrants. And with this new debit card program, if you read the actual contract, it has the potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing, untraceable cash used for any purpose. And it will give migrants up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money with no ID check, no restrictions, and no fraud control. Under the contract, upon request by the city of New York, Mocha Fi will simply dump off hundreds or more of blank debit cards with nobody's name on them, with unknown amounts of money being loaded to them, up to 10000 per card, at any one time by the city. It's the migrant sanctuary city, wild, wild west. And I want you to think about this. We have homeless vets starving after serving our country. Yet illegal immigrants are handed free cash, debit cards, $500 a night hotels, and free food. 
Oh, and by the way, our nation is $34 trillion in debt. And if you thought the southern border was merely just a Mexico or South America thing, well, guess again. Here's Bill Malusion of Fox News asking people lined up at the border where they are coming from. Listen and watch this. India. India. Where are you from? China. China. Where are you from? India. India. Where are you from? China. China. Georgia. 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 Where are you from? India. India. China. 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 Where are you from? Georgia. Georgia. Where are you from? China. 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 Where are you from? Ecuador. Ecuador. Colombia. De dónde son? Colombia. Todos aquí de Colombia. De dónde son? Mexico. China. Great. So the Chinese fly spy balloons over our country. They have rogue police precincts set up in our cities, and they have flown all the way across the globe to come across the southern border illegally. And by the way, the one lady from Georgia, that's Georgia, the country, not Georgia, the state here in the United States. So that's reassuring. But the hits keep on coming. A few weeks ago, we told you about the story of illegal immigrants assaulting police officers in Times Square in New York City. Well, it happened again, this time at the Randall's Island Migrant Shelter. We played you this clip yesterday briefly on the cut sheet, but listen and watch this clip if you are on YouTube as I describe what happens. Listen and watch this. So you have at least three or four police officers being assaulted inside of this shelter. As officers subdue and detain the attacker, as you see makeshift beds and other assembled living arrangements are scattered all over the property. But it doesn't stop with New York's finest. Amazon drivers now under attack as New Yorkers are not allowed to defend themselves. Also, according to the New York Post, Amazon driver has to fend off an attack from a drunk and naked NYC migrant, and he's the one who ends up in cuffs. A New York City Amazon driver was charged by police after he tried to fight back after an allegedly drunk illegal immigrant exposed himself and then tried to steal packages from the worker's van. That according to police and the New York Post. The worker for Amazon said he was making a delivery in Brooklyn on Sunday afternoon when he noticed the migrant clutching a beer bottle while masturbating on the street. After things escalated, the Amazon driver defended himself, but he was later charged by police with third-degree assault. That is the peak definition of America last. And it doesn't stop with assaulting police or even Amazon drivers. We even have illegal immigrants now leading police on high-speed chases in stolen Department of Transportation tow trucks. If you're watching on YouTube, you will see this clip that looks like it came right out of a movie. Go ahead, Phil, and roll this video. As you have a tow truck driving down the wrong way of the street, driving over curbs of the intersection and hitting other vehicles and drivers who are simply in the right lane going in the right direction. It looks like the scene out of Grand Theft Auto, the video game. But that's your America. And this is what you get when you allow your border crisis to run wild in sanctuary cities. And there's one man to blame, Joe Biden. And there's one man to fix it, Donald J. Trump. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale & Company.
All right, Big Take this morning is brought to you by the Piazza Auto Group. You can start the new year off right with special 4.9% financing for 72 months on a new 2024 Volkswagen Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, or Tiguan. Visit Piazza Volkswagen of Ardmore and Langhorn or shop online at piazzavw.com. We'll take your thoughts and reaction if you want to jump in, 855-839-1210. On social media at 1210WPHT. And of course, in the Kale and Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe button and be a part of the show. Thoughts and reaction when we come back. And also Biden's big bribe for voters as we continue Thursday morning. Kale and Company, Nick Dawn and Greg on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. Partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning a $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, and exclusive props. I'm just looking at the uh, game tonight with the Sixers and the, uh, the New York Knicks. Sixers are favored by minus one, so it's basically a toss-up. Uh, you can bet on player points. Jalen Brunson from the uh, New York Knicks. You can take the over-under on how many points he scores. Tobias Harris, Kelly Oubre Jr. <clears throat> what happened to that guy, huh? Uh, I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official the official partner of 1210 WPHT and the official partner of the NBA. 21 and over. President PA, first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Nick Don and Greg, 855-839-1210 is how you jump in. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Never thought I would see a tow truck going in the wrong direction, occupied by an illegal immigrant running over curbs, banging into cars, going through intersections, making U-turns, and then banging into trees. But then again, that's what happens when you have 961,000 illegal encounters, and you're not even out of February of a calendar year. Just remarkable. Don, we're, we're living in a world right now where I want you to think about just the bizarro world, upside-down stuff that we deal with. So you have citizens of East Palestine, Ohio. They waited a year for Joe Biden to visit them. Yet we have non-citizens enter our southern border, and we just give them $10,000 on a debit card. We don't lock up the criminals that commit retail theft Instead, we decide to lock up the the products that they try to steal. (laughs) And a 15-minute walk around the Capitol, three years later, can lead to an arrest and a year in jail. Yet, if you are in the LGBT community and you sit down cross-legged in a Republican's office on the Capitol grounds, you're likely to be on the cover of Rolling Stone next month. That's the world we're living in right now. And it's cops, it's Amazon drivers, and it's tow truck drivers. I would say nobody's off limits right now with this southern border invasion. Yeah, it's it's so true. And now, you know, Joe Biden, the headlines this morning, and I can't even believe it on so-called mainstream media. President Biden considering taking executive action, like Uh as I watch the media and how they're reporting this as if, we haven't allowed, they're saying 7.2 million illegals entering the U.S. under his administration. Yeah. And, you know, to your point and your big take, it, 
but but now if you look at the media and the, I always say the media is complicit. So look at the coverage. Of, oh, he's considering taking he's doing something. He's taking executive action. It's going to happen right before the state of the yeah. year on Thursday, March 7th. Right. He will put an executive order out to make it look like he cares and is acting on the southern border crisis all in an attempt for in, in an effort in an attempt to have good PR and good press and good spin. See, Joe's Joe's through, you know, he's taking care of things. Yeah. Now that we have seven million people over the last three years. I guess they've brought in enough new voters, so now they can close the uh, the lid, so to speak. Well, let's hope, because sometimes, I don't know, I, I always think to myself, you know what? What if the folks who've come in, and if they get state IDs and they're allowed to vote, and they're, Ill- they're illegal folks because they're, they're now, they've given a, for those who went through and at least raised their hands, went to the Border Patrol and said we want to seek asylum, and then they get a court date six or seven years from now. Mm-hmm. What if they end up not voting for this president? Could be. I mean, that's possible. You know, and and that's we know Trump. That does would well be justice. With, we know Trump does well with the Hispanic and Latino community. Yeah. But this is not just Hispanic and Latino people yeah. that are coming in. And that clip I played you from Bill Malusian. There's a ton of Chinese people coming here all the time as well. People from the Middle East, people from a nation called Georgia. That once again, that's not that's not like Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. that's Georgia. You know, at a fourteen hour flight from here. So um, everybody knows the advertising is out there that you can come up through the southern border. And also, there was a video yesterday. It's not just through Texas or Arizona. There's portions of California, like in the San Diego area. There was one video where there were people. They were like walking down this massive mountain. They look like ants coming down a hill and they're all coming through. Um, there's some some little suburb outside of San Diego that's got all sorts of broken fence and wall and and they just come in that way as well. So it's it's probably at least three or four states minimum where we're seeing this kind of happen. The only thing I can hope, honestly, with that many, I mean, that many people, I was trying to think of a city, think of a, a city in America that is seven, you know, seven point two, seven and a half million. What are we at? So that's we, obviously more than well over double. <clears throat> yeah, the size of. Philadelphia I guess is, if you took our entire metro area, what are we? Four million. So it'd be almost double of what if you looked at the entire. Yeah. ADI or whatever it's called. Yep. But think about that many individuals. So that's at this point. Even if he does the executive order, my hope and prayer is that a lot of people coming from countries where they, if you came from communism, real communism, not the kind of communism party that was trying to shut down the moms for liberty here when they had their convention. I'm talking about China. But yeah, when you're, when you're coming from the real communist China and you come to America mm-hmm. and you say, oh, wow, this is liberty. Yeah. And you see that, you see that freedom. My hope and my prayer is these individuals will say, you know what? We like what the past guy, Trump, we mm-hmm. like what he did. Right. And and this is a hot mess. Yeah. Because as we've talked about a lot, the communities where the criminals go, they're going to hide within communities that are the even the law-abiding communities, if yeah. you will. That's where they're going to hide. Well, you try to assimilate and blend in. Right. Right. So, to avoid detection. Yep. So... There you go. 855-839-1210. If you want to jump in from the border to the borrowers, this is one. This is a story that continually irks me. Uh, a headline from Politico. Joe Biden uh, sends out email. Biden actually emailed all of you borrowers out there on his personal laptop. Not Hunter's laptop, not the <laughs> laptop from hell, but a Jones personal device. Uh, Biden uh, email 153,000 
student loan borrowers. I am canceling your debt, says Joe, as yesterday he announced $1.2 billion of student debt relief for nearly 153,000 borrowers. Uh, And it applies to those who initially borrowed $12,000 or less and have been repaying that debt for at least 10 years. The administration says it has now approved loan discharges totaling nearly $138 billion for nearly 3.9 million borrowers. But as we know, when Joe tried to do this the first time, we were told on multiple fronts at multiple levels, he didn't have the power and the authority to do so. Take a listen to this clip a few years back. This was Nancy Pelosi saying that Joe does not have the ability to do this. Listen to this. People think that the president of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress. And, of course, the Supreme Court of the United States, the highest court in the land, also told Joe Biden that he is exceeding his power and authority to do so. So, of course, what did they do? They repackaged this. They got this through a different uh, channel, so to speak, under a different label. And here we are once again, people getting a basically a get out of jail for free card. I like to subscribe to the theory that Tim Scott gave us way back when Tim Scott was a primary contender for the GOP. In his political ad, he said, take out a loan, you pay it back. But here's what happens now. Once again, this goes to the taxpayer. You know, the the universities, the banks, they're getting their money one way or the other, whether it comes from Joe Smith or from a Biden forgiveness program where the taxpayer has to pay for this. So, and think about this. If you've ever had student loans for college, they're not overly burdensome for somebody with a four-year degree, right? Like, I think I borrowed about $27,000. My monthly payments were like $143 a month. And the interest rate, if I recall, was about 2.7%. So it's not like a credit card or a charge card at a department store where you're getting hit for 24.99%. You can pause your payments multiple times for a variety of reasons. They get they basically get they're they're willing to let you do whatever you want just as long as you eventually get around to it and pay it off. So I'm going to have to pay back, you know, 25 plus thousand dollars and then because some little whiny snot-nosed Gen Zer says, "You know what? My degree's not worth the paper it's written on. I don't feel like paying it." I'm just going to be given a um, a reprieve, so to speak. So now we're all paying for this. And I think the worst thing that bothers me the most about this, Don, is when you look around the country, because you know, if you go to an Ivy League school, short of some sort of college scholarship or grants, those are the people that walk out with a four-year degree that owe probably six figures. So I am going to, or let's just say the hardworking American out there, because I, I just talk for a living on the radio. So we've got we, we've got construction workers out there. We've got first responders out there that their tax dollars are going to pay off the debt of an Ivy League elitist. In what world is that fair? And how does that make sense? It doesn't because everyone has a choice as to where you go to school. The state schools have, and I know Governor Shapiro, and we're going to hear his budget address, um, and 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 as it goes through our our legislature, but. 
look at the state education, the state colleges. Mm-hmm. If you're in state, yep. it's, a, it's a bargain and it's an incredible education. So people choosing these Ivy League schools, it's like money laundering to me. And, and then, and then as far as now this, and every day, yesterday again, they were saying, oh, you know, Joe Biden is going to forgive, do loan forgiveness to this many, this many. Every week we talk about it. It's really to me, Joe the plumber, redistribution of the wealth. Yeah. Because it's not, he's not, he's not forgiving it. He's just putting it on us. Yeah. I'm, he's, I'm glad this you, is Obama, redistribution of the wealth. I'm glad you bring up Joe the plumber because uh, Greg has talked many times in the past about going to a trade school is a far much better value and bang for your buck in the workforce. So you go to a trade school and let's say you're there for 18 months and you pay it as you're there because it's affordable. You get out, you graduate from the trade school, you go into your profession of choice, you're debt free. But now your tax dollars are going to somebody who wasn't as financially savvy and prudent to go down this path. They decided to go to the University of Penn for a communications degree, which, again, isn't worth the paper it's written on. And then they're going to make $35,000 upon graduation. They owe $75,000 in debt. And Bob the Carpenter or Joe the Welder has to pay it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not. Hey, you know, I think we have incredible schools here. We're a college town. So I love you, Penn. If my, if, if one of my kid, like one of my kids goes to Penn State, if my youngest son and he's still in high school, if he went to University of Pennsylvania or he went to any of the schools here, they're high quality schools, but <laughs> you can't expect somebody else to pay for your education. Right. Does somebody get to, is somebody going to pay my Capital One statement when it comes later right. this month? So let's redistribute that wealth. Yeah. But that, that's never going to happen. And so why, why is he going to, Particularly these people who did not go to a community college or a state college, it seems, but a lot of them did go to these elite schools and maybe mom and dad kicked in some money and maybe they got whatever loans they could. And they, most of the individuals we're talking about make six figures. Right. These are not poor people. Yep. So. So what? These are voters. This is just paying for a vote. This is what it is. This is a bribe to get your vote. And remember, Joe did something similar to this last fall as we had elections coming up. I think that stuff started right around September or October before election season. So this is, hey, let's try to get a Gen Z or in debt to vote for us. And, uh, you know, we'll see if we're able to uh, squeeze out a few more votes. 855-839-1210, the number. Now, the GOP's had a counter to this. They've tried to put out the College Cost Reduction Act, CCRA, which they say is a responsible alternative to the Biden administration's free college agenda. Of course, that bill would probably get killed on arrival at the Senate. And even if the Senate approved it, Joe Biden would probably veto it because it would go right against uh, his plans here, which, of course, are to hopefully get plenty of young people out of debt, mm-hmm. so to speak, and then have them vote for him in the fall. Yeah. Why are we why are our tax dollars funding all of these schools when, in fact, we, for example, our public elementary schools yep. are crumbling, they should just tear them down and build brand new schools for the kids. What's up with that? So that's why I say it's just this in, huge, we have to look at it almost like the mafia. It's a, it's a money laundering operation, and we have to wake up to it and be well, smart. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Obama, because according to a former Obama economist, he says eliminating student loan debt is actually a regressive policy that mostly benefits high-income households. Mm-hmm. So to your point, this is actually not a helping the every man, so to speak. 
Joe Biden <clears throat> spoke about this yesterday. Oh, uh, he did? Yeah, he was in, uh, he was... He was standing in front of a bunch of books, so this must be a college or a library. <laughs> um, He's in front of the card catalog. Talking about uh, how tens of millions of people were literally about to have their student debt canceled, but, you know, MAGA uh, came in and stopped Republicans. It. Cut five, uh, Phil, if you will, go. Look, early in my term, I announced a major plan to provide millions of working families with debt relief for their college student debt. Tens of millions of people in debt were literally about to be canceled their debts. But my MAGA Republican friends in the Congress, elected officials and special interests, stepped in and sued us. And the Supreme Court blocked it. It blocked it. But that didn't stop me. I announced we were going to pursue alternative paths for student debt relief uh, for as many borrowers as possible. And that's the effort that's been underway the last two years. Yep, there's our fearless leader. Basically, this is the equivalent of me telling my daughters, I'll take them for slushies at Wawa if they promise to finally put away their summer clothes. This is a bribe. This is a bribe to get your vote <laughs> next fall with Joe Biden. There's no doubt about it. Wait, you buy him slushies? Occasionally. If, <laughs> if the message the bribe? Is, if the message isn't received, sometimes I have to, Don. I love it. I'm not respected in the household. I love it. I'm just a barking head. <laughs> 855-839-1210 is the phone number. We'll come back. And Donald Trump, speaking of cash and finances, uh, he's in a bit of a cash crunch. We'll give you the... The bad news for Trump, so to speak, when it comes to his finances with the courts and with his campaign. We'll do that when we come back. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. One of the things I love about the Piazza Auto Group is they're always educating me on all of their new arriving vehicles. And just over a month ago, uh, in the middle of January, I had the chance to check out the 2024 Honda Pilot Trail Sport. Now, that is their fully loaded off-road capability uh, big SUV in the Honda family, which features a seven-mode drive system, trail watch multi-camera view, 18-inch alloy wheels, and all the technology you can handle with wireless Apple CarPlay. And it's also got the third-row seating. So when you have your kids, the groceries, the golf clubs, you're heading for the sleepover, whatever it is with the family and the kids, you're going to have that extra row of seating. Super powerful, great for off-roading as well. And you can explore the new Honda Pilot at any of their five locations in Philly, Pottstown, Reading, Springfield, and Langhorn or online right now, piazzaautogroup.com. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning, you will want to be on YouTube at the top of the hour if you're not there already as we have some unbelievable video for you coming up in the news. Nick, Dawn, and Greg as we continue here on Kale & Company. 855-839-1210. Dawn, I just saw that you tweeted a flashback 44 years ago today. <laughs> the miracle on ice. The U.S. beats the Soviets. <laughs> Take that, Russia. <laughs> you believe in miracles, as Al Michaels once famously said. I think he kind of made a career after that call, <laughs> if you look back now. Uh, speaking of careers, Donald Trump hopes that his career will continue with four more years in the White House, but the path to get there is becoming very burdensome, burdensome and very expensive. Uh, the Daily Beast, with a very interesting story yesterday uh, on their website, talking about the cash crunch that Donald Trump is dealing with right now. Now, we have certainly heard reports that he could have six or seven hundred million dollars worth of cash. Uh, we know he's valued roughly around two point three billion dollars. And about 25% of that wealth is under attack now with the latest uh, settlements with uh, E. Jean Carroll, $83 million. 
and varying numbers, depending on which number you look at, when it comes to the Letitia James case. But on Tuesday, Trump's Save America Leadership uh, Political Action Committee, his PAC reported raising just $8,500 from donors for the month of January. I had to look at that like three or four different times to make sure I wasn't like missing a, a figure or a digit this year. Uh, this uh, with this number, eighty five hundred dollars for the for the entire month of January, but they spent about four million dollars, according to the Federal Election Commission filing. Nearly three million dollars of that going to pay lawyers. Uh, his campaign itself reported a net loss of over two and a half million dollars. For the month of January, because it raised eight point eight million while spending around eleven and a half million dollars. And I'm just thinking about this. Nikki Haley has all of this cash coming in. Her backers are not going anywhere anytime soon. Joe Biden, we just heard yesterday, hauled in another one hundred and thirty million dollars, 50 of which he's already spent to advertise in swing states. Sounds smart move. We know the RNC is completely broke, and Trump is being hacked at financially from multiple districts in multiple court rulings. This is a financial formula for failure right now. If you think about it, if you're Donald Trump, unless he starts going into the reserves, so to speak, something's not adding up here. I mean, this is, this is not a good sign for Trump when we talk about coming down the stretch here at, at a critical time. Well, maybe that's why I was in Philadelphia selling gym shoes. I, that's why I think you are selling sneakers. <laughs> in person. If you don't want to dip into the alleged $600 million in cash he has under his pillow, uh, I, you know, I mean, you're going to have to find a way to start paying off all of these things because the lawyers aren't doing this for free. These lawyers aren't like, yeah, I'll take on Trump's case just for the notoriety. No, they're, they're getting a retainer fee and they're sending invoices and statements and this has to be paid off. And then, so I think it was... Yesterday, mid-morning to uh, maybe mid-morning, late morning, Letitia James came out with just nasty, the AG in New York, pretty nasty, saying she is ta- she is starting to write up to take action to start seizing his assets. Yeah, she's going to take the buildings. So she is got she has her claws out, can't wait for this, and it's really vicious. On these uh, fines and these uh, that he has to pay, nine percent, eighty seven. Every time he wakes up in the morning, he owes another eighty seven thousand five hundred dollars every single day. In just an in interest, yeah. just an in interest. It's about ninety eight million. And you guys thought your master card. I was, was just going to say that when you think you know your uh, your your monthly bill for your credit card is tough. 80, every time he wakes up in the morning, $87,500 more he owes. And you just can sit, an interest. And you can sit there and say, well, this guy's rich, or these people are rich. Trust me, I don't care how rich you are. If you wake up each and every morning for your cup of coffee and you owe almost a hundred grand in interest, <laughs> I don't care if you've got Elon Musk money. Yep. That would cause heartburn for me. That's true. So. And as somebody who, this is an attack on him as a businessman. It's very personal. And, and not just his money, but his his, his son's. The entire family business—it's his empire, and and so this is really, I think, the sh- the sharpest shiv in the back, if you will. You think the kids are concerned? I mean, you're Trump. You're seventy seven, seventy eight. I mean, you don't have many years left. But if you're his kid and you're in their your forties or fifties, whatever his uh, sons and daughters are, you, you start to wonder: like, is the gravy train going to dry up? These the difference, in my humble opinion, with this particular family. These. Trump kids 
you know, in their 40s. They they have been raised. You see pictures of them when they were little and they're in dad's office. Uh, these these are not, quote unquote, kids who we see pictures naked doing all kinds of illicit activities, making millions of dollars off of, you know, dealings allegedly with communist countries, etc. They have a work ethic. They're known for it. And I think they'll be fine. I think for every American, I, I think that that's why this persecution garners such support for him mm-hmm. because it's so clearly political, all yeah. of it. Yeah. I, I mean, even Jack Smith, the special prosecutor who came out and, and in his, in his brief to the Supreme Court, making that statement in another case, obviously, but saying that he would appreciate if they essentially, you know, they would expedite their hurry up, please. That's so obvious that he wanted it by Super Tuesday. Right. When when they could have these some of Letitia's James complaints date back before he was ever running for president. Right. When Why you, didn't they go after him then? You can't say it's not political when yeah. people campaign on it to get elected and then follow yeah. through with it. And you sure. wait until the year of the election of twenty four. Right. right. It's it's insane to me. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. If you want to jump in on the conversation, news to kick off hour number two, and then the Atlanta Journal Constitution says Fannie Willis is a very ambitious woman leader, and now she has to pay the price for being so tenacious. We're back after this on Kale and Company. Start your day with Kale and Company weekday morning six till ten on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. 855-839-1210. Is that you climb in? What's on the cut sheet? Yeah, you're going to find out at 745 this morning. Also coming up at 830, it is the final keyword for our Disney Cruise Vacation Giveaway. Keyword number 16 coming up at 830 this morning. As tomorrow morning, we will call the winner live on the air. Yeah, buddy. Seven night cruise, up to four people. Because the time to show your kids the world is now. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to that. Uh, also, we've got some news to get to here at 702. And for that, we give you the great Dawn Stensland. Yes. And we are sponsored this morning by Turn 7 Liquidations. I had mentioned yesterday mid-morning when this had come out. But we do have in the headlines this morning, and we should headline it for Philadelphia police officers who had been fired for misconduct, including some harassment, racial slurs, allegedly. They have been reinstated after arbitrators concluded they should be permitted to return to the force. So these officers, um, they, they went through the process, and this dates back to between 2019 and 2022. They've been reinstated after years of lengthy arbitration um, processes that were between the city, the FOP, their union, and they have been permitted to return. They're back to work. And we want to say this because they were in the news. They were scrutinized, tarred and feathered in the news media. So we want to place it as my lead story this morning to say these officers put back on the job after review. All right. I'd like to hear it. Yeah. So we got that going on in Philadelphia. Let's talk about the other news of the day. We've talked about multiple meetings that have been going on, community meetings, and I'll take you to the Jenkintown Police Benevolent Association, which represents the borough there in Jenkintown. They have 10 full-time officers in ongoing contract talks. And so this tiny borough making national news as far as police enforcement 
and how much of a budget, a borough budget, a city budget should be sent on law enforcement. That argument going on. They had a heated meeting last night and they will have, I believe, two meetings next week. So watching that one because it involves the possible dissolving of their police department and then will it be absorbed by a bigger police department such as Abington? Now, you had said earlier that Junkintown is about 4,000 residents? Yes. Okay. I would have yes. thought that would be more than 4,000, but I guess I guess not. Junkintown's a great It is. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It's um, we're just there, you know, within the past week, they have great restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it is a great little... I think the point is that if you look at where they're located, these... Suburban, you know, Montgomery County, right outside Philadelphia. I was going through, they have some huge reports that they've released and the, the crime, you know, the increase. And we've heard about that as far as the increase in suburban crime, the burglaries. I don't have the information because nobody keeps the stats. Oh. But I, I do know from my sources in, in some boroughs in Montgomery County, in Delaware County and Chester County, that some of the crime we've seen as far as the gangs and these burglary rings that we've talked a whole lot about are not necessarily citizens mm. okay. of this country. Shocking. <laughs> How about that for a headline? <laughs> My God. I'm shocked to find gambling going on at this establishment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Very good one. And we're hearing more, and this is making national news, about some type of an AT&T outage. This morning, Philadelphia, one of a half dozen cities across the country, not just the East Coast, but L.A. as well. And and it's kind of random here. So I don't know what's going on here. I'm always watching this because of various cyber attacks that we've seen and the hackers and that sort of I'm I don't have a report. I'm just mentioning it, headlining it. And we want to watch that very carefully, as well as Verizon. Yeah, it says uh, Fox has on on their TV now, AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile users. So what's going on? I knew I should have got Boost Mobile. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You're so funny. So this morning as well, we want to talk about, um, and I headlined this morning, if you didn't hear it, two Pennsylvania brothers in a very famous case sentenced to life in the brutal murders of their parents and younger brother nearly three decades ago, resentenced to terms that may offer them someday a chance at parole. This is making international news. The Freeman brothers, Brian and David, they are now in their mid-40s, were in court expressing remorse and because of this resentencing, they would be eligible, but they not for not for decades more. They'll be in their seventies, mm-hmm. and this is raising a lot of controversy as the community is saying, uh, "We don't want them eligible for parole. This was a heinous crime. Why would you allow for this?" Eastern Pennsylvania's finest. Yes, sir. What a great city. Amen to that one. A lot going on, of course, but I will point you to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling yesterday. That state GOP, the subpoenas for voter information after the 2020 election, our Pennsylvania Supreme Court, highest court in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, ruling just yesterday that these subpoenas are unenforceable, overturning a lower court ruling. A huge case, Republican PA Senate lawmakers wanted to subpoena the voter info in 2020, then the uh, Democratic Attorney General, who at the time was our now Governor Josh Shapiro, uh, challenged the effort, argued the real purpose of the subpoenas was to bring 2020 election results into question. 
And so this is going back and forth. So I just wanted to follow that. We've been following that very carefully now for years as we look for this. And in the Republican House in D.C., impeachment proceedings looking into President Joe Biden behind closed doors. Yesterday, James Biden telling members of two House committees his big brother, now the president, Joe, had no role in any of his business dealings. They're now under congressional scrutiny. Next week's son, Hunter Biden, will be interviewed by lawmakers. Just want to headlight that for you as we watch that continuing. And then, of course, one of the big headlines today, Commander Biden, the first family's dog, we now learn through newly unsealed documents. This is from somebody, somebody leaked this within the U.S. Secret Service personnel office, showing that at least 24 incidents at the White House and other locations, this dog bit Secret Service personnel. And that doesn't even count all the other dog bites that we have reported on the record uh, that that prompted them to to take the German Shepherd. He's been taken out of the White House. You know, Democrats don't take a bite out of crime, but Commander does take a bite out of the Secret Service. <laughs> Aww. Well, Greg and I always, I think Greg and I agree on this. It's not the dog's fault. It's not. It's oh, not. no, of course not. 100% it's not the dog's fault. It's always the owner. They are, uh, it's the, it's, it's the owners yeah. who are, who are terrible. Don't we have somebody in our listening audience who has the, the brother or sister of Commander? Oh, that's yes. right. Yes, in we do. In Delaware, yeah. yes. Yes. So. It's a good pull by you. And I believe that that dog is doing just fine because I'm sure the owners are way better mm. than the Bidens are. So yeah. we're saying with dogs, ownership matters, and with children, parents matter. Yes, Having sir. Having a father in your life matters. Very interesting how all that works. Yeah. Structure and discipline. Yeah, this whole this whole notion of the Bidens being this family, Joe Biden being this family man. And dysfunctional just, as hell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look, I'm not going to cast stones because everybody has issues in their family. Right. I'm not saying anything. But, like, just look at the... Look at the pattern here. Hunter, commander, they have a daughter, a, a granddaughter that they don't recognize. Yes. I mean, the, it's not exactly the Waltons. No. You're not going to have a TGIF's family no. sitcom based on this this true story. Whatever happened to predictability? You, the milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. We're going to do a full house or family matters reboot with the Bidens. <laughs> Maybe somebody that's really good like Sid can do some uh, photoshopping and get that out on social. <laughs> well, just thought just when you thought it was uh, safe to brew some beer, this is an unbelievable story. A Minnesota brewer sent flying across the room. This is holy. Can we can yeah. we put this video? Watch this video on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten WPHD. Oh, oh man! I mean, he got totally wiped out. Look Wait. at that. In all, in all, in all honesty, that is dangerous. That could yes. that could like kill somebody. That's coming out in a straight line. Oh it looks like a pole. That's what you call the most powerful <laughs> IPA in America, yes. right there. That's eight point four percent, by the way, folks. <laughs> what is this back channel brewing company, right in Minnesota? Yes, yeah. I, I haven't seen a man get hit with oh. a beer bath like that since. Stone Cold Steve okay. Austin hosed down Vince McMahon. And he's a, this, employee, this poor employee, the, the tank valve exploded, yep. shot this stream, as you say, of beer directly at his chest. Oh, man. Wild footage of this. His name is Brendan, not uh-huh. Brandon, uh-huh. Uh, but he was checking the valve. Yeah, checking the valve. <laughs> checking the valve. Checking the valve. Thing shot out of the hole. I mean, he, Boom! He gets, knocked, oh. he gets knocked back a good six feet. <laughs> he hole. does. 
right on his head. And he's and he's right there to get up and look at his buddy coming yeah. in. <laughs> Save the beer! Yeah, he's coming Save in. There. The he's beer! coming in there with a beer funnel. <laughs> he wants to start imbibing on the job. Oh man! Oh, what a what a what a shot! So Blowback, Blow Black lives up to its name. And by the way, uh, Brendan was just fine. Thank so God. Thank, thank goodness. God. It's all good. Hopefully and he had some free beer. Look at all that beer that was wasted. Oh, man. <laughs> Holy moly. I will say, though, these 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 local um, little uh, craft beer distilleries and breweries, yeah. they're great spots. They are. Absolutely. If you, if you love going and buying local mm-hmm. and trying yes. something different, those mm-hmm. are fun spots. Amen to that. Before the forecast, I will say we are sponsored by Turn 7 Liquidation. Store closing, Turn 7 Liquidators for the 10 largest online retailers. Lost their lease, must vacate and liquidate immediately. Turn 7 closing, below cost liquidation. Philadelphia Mills, Morristown Mall, Turn 7 Liquidations. And we do have some liquid in the form of precipitation in the forecast. It's going to hold off until this evening. Maybe start sprinkling in for the evening commute this evening. But by all accounts, a 50-degree, lovely, partly sunny day for us as the sun has come up now. So enjoy the day. The rain moves in. will continue as we drive in early tomorrow morning. It will be raining. But another day, 50s, we're looking at the 50s and should clear out tomorrow. Just a, a chance for that morning rain to linger. But then moving into the weekend, bright sunny skies, no precipitation. Tomorrow, 39 degrees, or excuse me, Saturday, 39 degrees and sunny. And then Sunday, definitely the better day. We're looking to mid to upper 40s, sunny skies. Next week, it's going to feel like spring. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 855-839-1210 is how you get aboard the cut sheet in just about a half hour. Coming up next, we go back down to Fulton County because we have an update on the Fawny Files. As we continue, Nick, Dawn, and Greg, live on a Thursday morning, it's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPH. You know, I'm already cooking dinner just early this morning, dropped dinner into the slow cooker. And by the time I get home this evening, oh, dinner will be simmering. This is what I love about whatacrock.com. You got to try it. So if you haven't heard me talk about whatacrock before, they create delicious ready-made meals designed for your slow cooker and shipped right to your doorstep. Just drop a meal in your slow cooker in the morning, you go about your day, and then come home to a delicious dinner waiting just for you. No prep, no trip to the store, no expensive fees required. Unlike most meal kit companies, there is no subscription necessary. That's huge. You can order exactly what you want, whenever you want, without being boxed in by any extra charges. And did I mention their meals are so delicious? My family, and I've talked about what we love, the white bean chili. Some of their soups are incredible. Uh, the chicken parm meatballs, that's a real favorite. And I told you last week, and I made that chocolate molten cake. So they have an array of desserts, the dips. They have a vegan. If you like vegan stuff, they've got all of that for you as well. Or if you like the hearty beef hearty chicken meals. Just check them out, whatacrock.com, WPHT at checkout. You get $10 off, whatacrock.com, code WPHT for $10 off. I discovered them in my little farmer's market, family run, family owned. I'm so happy that a mom really started this as she said, you know what? I, I get it. We want delicious homemade meals, but that are healthy. And now they've gone national. So if you have a kid in college or a loved one in, 
you know, not in state, that's okay. You can go to watercrock.com. Why not send them some delicious home-cooked meals? Okay, not home-cooked by you, but that's okay, too. Watercrock.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning, just about 25 minutes out from another installment of What's on the Cut Sheet, our final Disney keyword, coming up just over an hour from now at 830. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. And when, you know, in 2024, when you do something wrong and you are, quote, on the left, what do you do? Well, you don't own up to it. You don't say that's my fault. You just claim to be the victim. That's that's the standard operating procedure uh, for the Democrats. And I saw this story yesterday in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's the big paper down in Georgia. They call it the AJC. It's the equivalent of the Philadelphia Inquirer here in town locally. Uh, an opinion column written with the headline, As Fannie Willis shows, dominant, ambitious women leaders ultimately pay the price. And I just want to read you an excerpt on this, because now we've gone from Fannie Willis, and remember, when she took the stand last week, she said that this was a threat to democracy, right? Um, So we know we're going to play the race card, now we're going to play the sex card, the gender card. And this columnist for the AJC writes the following, For a while there, Fulton County Prosecutor Fannie Willis was a role model for career women worldwide, including me, a graduate of the University of Georgia. After all, at a time when so many Republican leaders were cowering before their bully of a leader, Donald J. Trump, at a time when he was tying federal prosecutors in legal knots across the country, here was this little-known black female state prosecutor from Georgia vowing to hold Trump and his cronies accountable for alleged election interference. Her massive and complex case put Willis and her office on the national and global map. But last week came the fall, and it was hard. Quote, you've been intrusive into other people's personal lives, a defiant Willis told Ashley Merchant, co-lawyer for uh, Mike Roman, one of the co-defendants for Donald Trump in this case. Still, Willis's courtroom grilling was humiliating for her. The scandal has jeopardized the entire case and put Willis's career and reputation on the line. She goes on to say further down in this column, the repercussions ripple well beyond Willis. They not only dirty her reputation and compromise her career, but they also send a message to powerful women. Don't you dare. And uh, she goes on to say that there were more dog whistles in the Willis hearing than 101 Dalmatians as a posse of all white lawyers questioned Wade and her about the physical, emotional, and financial relationship that the two have engaged in. And she goes on to say... Here is why I think women in a powerful position are under the microscope. And she jots down all these bullet points uh, one by one in her column. And I'll just give you a few because, you know, we have time constraints here. Uh, the microscope that you will be under as a woman is infinitely more powerful and subjective than your male counterparts. Perception is reality. There's no getting around it. Act accordingly. Listen to your gut. If it feels wrong, it likely is wrong. Please don't do it. There are no secrets in the workplace. Word gets around, blah, 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 blah. So this is a column, I think, saying that Fannie Willis 
is once again, or as she likes to say, Fonny Willis, uh, that she is under attack here. And I- I'll defer to you, Dawn, because, Dawn, you're a very powerful female. You have a strong present. You have presence. You have Ooh. strong conviction. You. Yes. You have a lot of skins on the wall. Whips in a- and chains. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Skins on the wall. <laughs> Emmy Skins Awards. on the walls and whips and chains. You've Woo-hoo. been you've been in national news outlets <laughs> that are predominantly dominated by men. Let's face it. Um, it. Is Fanny Willis under some unfair microscope? Because I look at this and I look at this as like basically they're saying we are going after her for reasons that have nothing to do with the action. All of this could have been avoided if she just wasn't having sex with Nathan Wade. This is a non-story if she's not in a romantic relationship yes. with the guy that she's employing through taxpayer dollars to go after the guy she's prosecuting. And uh, so uh, he was he he is still a married man, I believe, still or going or maybe newly divorced by this point, but going after somebody like this allegedly. And then, what if Fonnie Willis were a man? What treatment would a powerful man in this position, if let's say Nathan Wade is an attractive, because I think Nathan is slightly younger than Fani, and so what if just switch those gender roles? Mm-hmm. It, this would be a no-brainer. I would argue that if this was a guy, especially if it was a straight white male, this yep. guy's already out of. He's he's probably oh, yeah. on the verge of being disbarred. Yes, he's certainly off the case. I would think by now. Yes, and so. To your point, if this if if Fonnie Willis were a powerful man in that position, maybe especially a white man who was taking around a younger woman, hiring her, paying her hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, as the allegation goes, and taking on fancy trips. Imagine what the news narrative would be. Mm-hmm. First of all, many people would say, "Oh, that powerful man intimidated that woman." into doing all of this and she's a victim the narrative would be so different but now because she's a woman and then because she's a woman of color as they say now all of a sudden she's the victim yeah i don't think so now this is something that all and she's going beyond fanny willis in this column all female ceos and all power brokers that are female in a position that typically traditionally has been dominated by males they are viewed differently they are judged unfairly to me, again, I always look at it as the merit to get the position and what you do once you have the position. And maybe the merit doesn't match up to earn the position, but you get it through you know DEI practices or whatever, and then you end up kicking ass and taking names. That's yeah. great. Awesome. But I just view it from the standpoint of, okay, are you qualified to do the job? And then once you get there, did you do a good job? And I couldn't care less if you're male, female, white, black, you know, we, uh, you know, I just want people that are competent and that are effective. And when you are a elected official, especially in in the criminal justice system, and you're a prosecutor, you can't be doing things like this that you were doing with Nathan Wade because it brings the entire case and investigation into a negative light. And you're ultimately questioning the officers of the court and their integrity. Yeah. And to the point, look, is there sexism? In America, in the workplace, yes, of course. Is there racism? Yes, of course. I'm not denying any of those things. But Fonnie Willis had risen to this high level of a very high position. She made it. She had it all. All she had to do was do her job and work hard. And instead, if she was the talk of the office, 
it was because, oh, they're going on another Caribbean cruise. They're going to the cabin again, well, driving Mr. on Wade, lunch breaks. Mr. Come Wade, on. Mr. Wade books cabins all the time. <laughs> he books a lot of cabins. So, yeah, I'm sure that in any office, can you imagine if we had a, a, a manager who's running the office and they're fooling around with the younger whatever in the office and they're going to fly, they're driving off here, they're going to the cabin, they're going on the Caribbean cruise. You know the pictures, they had some pictures or little, oh, they had so much fun, whatever. Yeah, that would be the talk of the office for sure. Yeah. We, we know I'm not doing that because I don't, because I never <laughs> leave my house. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that here. I, I am, I am always accounted for. <laughs> How many cruises? Present, present, yeah. How many cruises? Greg yeah. Stocker bet on none. <laughs> Works. Our our talk of the office is, hey, people are here and they're free hoagies. <laughs> you know, that's the big gossip. Hey, here. Wawa dropped off some stuff. You guys want to? Yeah, exactly. tasty cake. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Woo-hoo. Yeah. By the way, they just restocked the tasty cake bin down the hallway. Uh, see, yeah, we saw Thank that God. yesterday. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, we're getting low. It's, but if uh, if funny, we're talking about the tasty cakes in the office. It's like Christmas when they <laughs> I know restock it. those. It's so true. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Cutchy. In just about fifteen minutes, we'll come back. ABC and their hit soap opera General Hospital. Under the legal lights, we'll give you the details as to why, and it has to do with a few years ago. Kale and Company, as we continue Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. My kitchen is the heart of my home. If your kitchen, or maybe you have a bathroom that's outdated, you need kitchen magic. They're they're local, family-owned and operated since 1979, right here in Pennsylvania. Schedule your free in-home design consultation today to bring your new kitchen or bath to life. So Kitchen Magic is the full-service remodeler I trust to quickly, beautifully, and affordably transform your kitchen or bath. So if you go to kitchenmagic.com, they have this inspiration site, before and afters. It's absolutely lovely, and it gives you a sense of all the choices, the great, beautiful work that they do. Right now, they're offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, and 10% off your remodel. Yeah, 12 months, no payments, no interest financing. 10% off your remodel. Just visit them at kitchenmagic.com. Tell Dawn thank you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Update on Riley Gaines on almost the one-year anniversary of what she had to endure in the Bay Area at a speaking engagement. And also we have an update on the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl shooter parade situation. Some of the motives behind uh, the attacks. Let me guess. The mug shots, the names, uh, their uh, their social media history, uh, who they voted for. All of that has been released. Thank you. No, no, it's not, not true. Incorrect. It's not true. Okay. Incorrect. No, nothing. Nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. Not at all. Okay. Sir. Not at all. We don't know if they followed QAnon or. <laughs> we do not. Do we... they have red MAGA hats on? No. Nope. We know that or no? Okay. Nope. Okay. Well, we'll give you that update in a little bit. Also, uh, I want to get to this uh, ABC uh, General Hospital story in just a moment. But one thing I did uh, not get to last segment on the Fonnie Willis conversation, uh, and I think this is important. I don't think it's going to amount to much, but it is a failure to disclose information that could be a conflict of interest. I'm not sure if people saw this yesterday. The judge overseeing this case in Georgia, Judge Scott McAfee, uh, is a former donor to Fonnie Willis and her campaign. Now, it was only a donation of $150. 
to the Fulton County District Attorney. And he does have a history of donating to Republicans as well. He donated to Governor Brian Kemp in June of 2020. Uh, but Atlanta-based criminal defense attorney and legal analyst Philip Holloway told the Daily Caller that uh, the nom- uh, the donation was nominal, but said it should still have been disclosed to the defendants, that being Donald Trump and his legal team, so that they could determine whether they believe the amount uh, results in a conflict of interest on part of the judge. To my knowledge, I haven't seen anything from Scott McAfee that makes us think he's anywhere close to Arthur Engeron. No. Uh, but it is one of these things where I think you should come forward and say, hey, just so we're on the up and up here, you know, I threw I threw Fani a buck fifty back in the day. Yeah, but it was it was so long ago, and it was minimal. He's a Republican appointed, yep. as you said. You know, we've reported that. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think that he was the way I look at it. She, knowing her personality, that we now know because we watched all of her testimony. She's somebody who probably went to the office, and he was, you know, an ADA. He was an underling under her, and. uh you know, maybe maybe that pressure was on everybody. Hey, donate. Will you support me? Don't. It's like, will you buy my kids Girl Scout cookies? For her, it was, hey, will you? Uh, yeah. Will you make sure you donate to my campaign? Does that mean he's biased? I don't think so. No, I'm not saying he is either. But it was uh, interesting that that story came out yesterday. I don't think the Trump legal team really will care. I think no. they're in a, a fine position after her debacle last yeah. week, anyway. But figured <laughs> we would pass that news along to you. Uh, finally, before we get to the cut sheet here in six minutes, so ABC will now face trial over the general hospital firings tied to the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. And this has always been a very interesting conversation, in my opinion. Um, and I want to give you a couple of the details here and, and what I think the ultimate um, award should be for these people. So uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the lawsuit from former crew members of the series that were accusing the network of religious discrimination for firing them over their refusal to get the COVID-19 vaccine. ABC must face religious discrimination claims from uh, two former General Hospital crew members who sued the network after they were fired for refusing to get vaccinated, marking one of the first rulings to clear the way for trial over termination. So there's going to be some precedent established here caused by blanket vaccine mandates widely imposed by studios Amid the pandemic and a Los Angeles judge in an order on Tuesday issued and found that James and Timothy Wall may have had, quote, sincerely held and quote, religious beliefs that ABC should have accommodated by affording them exemptions and allowing them to follow safety protocols that were implemented before mandatory vaccination policies were rolled out by their employer. The ruling comes on the heels of ABC defeating a similar lawsuit from Ingo Rademacher over his dismissal from General Hospital for refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Unlike with crew members who were not in close, unmasked contact with others, the court found in that case that it was impossible for unvaccinated actors to safely work on the set during the pandemic due to the nature of their work. So this goes back to when ABC was among several of the studios in the summer of 2021. So we're probably at that point 18 months in to the pandemic, and we're probably about 12 months into 
vaccines being rolled out from the spring of uh, 2021. And uh, this was going on, obviously, with the studios in Hollywood. Here's my thing. And whether this is crew members, uh, Hollywood global elites, you know, police officers, firefighters, I think there's a couple of things that need to happen. I think, number one, your job should be given back to you if you're willing to take it back. I think your employer should put out a public apology and say, you know what? After further review, in light of new information, we were wrong in forcing you to either be vaccinated or lose your employment. I also think these people should get back pay for all lost wages. And I also don't think it's out of line if you are one of these people. And maybe there's people in this audience that lost their job or just quit because they didn't want to be vaccinated, whether it was a religious belief or you just didn't think there was enough evidence and data out there to stick a needle in your shoulder and take the shot. I think you should get a, a lawsuit together, and I think you should you know, seek compensation for pain and suffering. Because I, I honestly think if, let's say you are a, you know, a career, you had a, a beautiful career, something that you dreamed of doing your whole life. You were in it for 17 years. You finally made it. You're making good money. And your employer said, look, you either take the jab or you're out of a job. I mean, that's that's got to wear on you, you know, mentally. I mean, you go home, you go to your wife or your husband or your children. Uh, mommy and daddy's out of work, uh, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I stood up for my beliefs today. You go to bed each night for a handful of months. That's got to be a stressful thing wearing on you. So I, I, I hope these people get everything they seek. I really do. But you don't get the time back. No, you don't. Yeah, it's true. You don't. And, and it's it's stressful just dealing with lawyers or a legal battle. I have friends, even um, nurses, who for, for multiple reasons, they just felt that these vaccinations at the point were, at the time, were emergency approved. They, they didn't feel like the data was out there. They felt like they were very healthy, some of them pregnant or had young children. I have friends locally, and they left. They left their different jobs and have now found other jobs. They've moved on. But it was devastating financially to their family. And as well, to your point, it was very stressful and they still talk about it. But are you going to really go through all of that and get right. lawyers and, you know, in, in your busy life with your kids and your house and your errands and you know, mm-hmm. everything like swirling in, in life? Uh, this was just so unfair. And we have to learn from this and move on. Yeah. And I don't know what bothers me more, this element of the pandemic or when we were at that point when the government and politicians were telling you, the small business owner, that your business yeah. was not deemed essential. Those yeah. are two things that always stuck in but, my craw. But why aren't all of these, why isn't Fauci on trial? Like Trump is on trial, right? And, and all these criminal and civil. Why isn't somebody like Fauci, why aren't all these government officials, why aren't they being prosecuted? Why isn't what, Pfizer and Moderna? All of them. I mean, Pfizer and Moderna were 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 asked by the government to, or, or I should say, yes, they were asked to expedite this originally. Mm-hmm. But the government officials were the ones advising, taking the data, advising, expediting the emergency approvals. The government officials were then pushing this. And even after it feels like we knew what we were dealing with and people had maybe the first two doses, the first dose or the second dose of Pfizer, et cetera. They were pushing this and pushing it for years. The mask mandates, the va- you must get vaccinated and it became political. Mm-hmm. And so why aren't all of those individuals accountable as far as in the government? Where are they 
on trial yep. or just to have some transparency to say, well, where is your data? Where's the CDC? Where's where where all of these individuals? None of that. They're all in the shadows. Nobody's questioning them. Put the light on them. Mm-hmm. Question them. Yep. They should be on trial, not Donald J. Trump. Yep. And I think nothing bigger than the flat out lie of, hey, this if you get this shot. The vaccine, the virus yeah. dies with Remember you. Remember that? Which, you can't spread it. You can't spread it. It's Horrible dead, d- it's misinformation. Dead on arrival. And they knew it. Yep. Liars. <laughs> All right. I wish I had that kind of um, ability to get away with things like Big Pharma does, but that's a different story for a different day. 746. It's a Thursday morning. It's time for What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this is sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60 courtesy of Volvo for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Come on, hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo today to get yours. Do it now. Check them out over at 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Tell them you heard about them on Kale Company, 1210 WPHT. Tell Judith and Yosef, we at uh, 1210 WPHT said hello. Okay, so the with all the steps forward the GOP is taking with this immigration, and I do believe the majority of the country is on the side of the GOP when it comes to the immigration discussion, mm-hmm. they take 10 steps back with this uh, Alabama Supreme Court ruling yesterday that uh, frozen embryos are children. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nikki Haley reacted to this If she thought she had a chance in hell Of uh, winning the presidency uh, She just lost it Yesterday by this statement that she gave To meet the press uh, I'm starting here with cut two Phil go I mean I think I mean embryos to me are babies So Even I mean those created through IVF I mean I had artificial insemination yeah. that's how I had my son so when you look at you know one thing is to have um, to save sperm or to save eggs but when you talk about an embryo you are talking about to me um, that's a life you know I think everybody certainly has an opinion on this um, and I thought Nikki Haley going into that clip and heading into yesterday probably had the best message on abortion of anybody in the Republican Party when we we're talking about these primary challengers but you're right um I, I don't know that that necessarily comes across great yesterday certainly not what what happened in alabama and i'm glad you actually brought this up because i've got a story here written by paul gottfried from the blaze and the headline is when will republicans stop shooting themselves in the foot <laughs> and it really is remarkable that this party as a whole and i'm not talking about uh, us the voters or anything like that. i'm talking about these elected officials that we put in that it, we're, we're just, and this is, goes beyond uh, pro-life, pro-choice, and abortion, Roe v. Wade. This is just generally speaking. You look at so many things that the Democrats get wrong and all these failed progressive policies, and you would think that Republicans, if they would just stay out of their own way and not blow off limb after limb, should be able to win f- at a far better rate come election time. You would think. They've got the better policies on at least four or five of the top issues. And we're just going to continue to go down this road. Yep. Yeah. Dawn, I'll, I'll leave you uh, your thoughts on that because obviously, as a female, I want to get your opinion. So the ruling. Let's just let's just state the ruling. The Alabama Supreme Court, their state Supreme Court, Friday afternoon comes out with the headline: "Frozen embryos are people, 
and you can be held legally responsible if you destroy those frozen embryos. So now we're seeing the ramifications of this because these IVF, you know, we have an infertility um, crisis in America right now. And part of it is because people are waiting to have kids mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents had, you know, my parents' generation, you know, you got married when you were 19, 20, you started having kids right away. Now, couples, especially with inflation and the mm-hmm. current economy, but a lot of couples now, the average couples, they wait till they're 35 or even 40. Yeah. Maybe they get married younger, but then they, they, they want to save up yeah, for the I mean, home, for, you know. The younger millennial is not I, having children I, like they used to. I'm telling you guys, and this has nothing to do with your personal belief on this. I am Take that completely aside. Put that aside. I'm telling you politically. Stories like this, news like this, they're they're. I've been watching all the the morning news shows. It's it, it's the lead story yeah. everywhere. Everybody's leading with this story this morning. Oklahoma decided they're trying to push through a bill that they want they want names and records of every every woman in that state who's had an, had an abortion. These type of stories mm-hmm. are going to take the GOP's chances and just throw them right out the window. You're I'm right. telling you. You're right. I'm and, telling and, you. And, and it plays well locally for Kay Ivey, the governor of Alabama. It plays well for Oklahoma. But nationally speaking, when we talk about this issue and it being on the ballot for an election for the president, mm-hmm. for the president, yep, you're right. I have a personal connection to this story because oh, I, I did IVF. And I would... what. What I would say about this is that you, as a career woman, when you go to have kids and it doesn't happen immediately, you turn to these clinics because you're told, well, what am I going to do? And so what I would say as far as laws go, the laws, there are well over a third, I believe at, at last check, there are at least a third of a million frozen embryos that we know of that are frozen right now. I didn't realize, and they don't always tell you that you might have a reservoir because you're just thinking, I all I need is one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And and so you're not thinking about the fact that what if they get a whole bunch? And I would have nightmares about it, my frozen children. And I would say to my husband, oh my God, I can't, I can't even stand this. I can't even live with it. And then you pay for the cryo. You have to pay and it's expensive for the yearly as the years go on. So for me personally, for us, we donated them to make sure that they would be, they would, that somebody would be, become pregnant and have these babies. Mm-hmm. Cause to me, th- these are my frozen children yeah. and I want to give that gift of life to somebody. Yeah. It was a big decision for us through a local wonderful fertility clinic that by, by the way, um, Dr. Pfeffer is one of the founders of IVF. Mm-hmm. So this is a beautiful gift where you can help couples with that th- if they're dealing with things for us we we uh, i always say you know david was a, a prayer and a glass of wine and we <laughs> I always say but you know you go through that and if you're having miscarriages and you're having stress and I, I mean it's just such a stressful time that's why again the gop has no idea what they're doing they they need to bring their arms around this issue mm. and talk about the fact Yes, this is a gift, but you do need to have the legislation. There's not a lot of legislation here. So, for example, that fertility clinic, did they tell you that you might have 8 to 12 frozen embryos and now you you have kids or maybe you're having miscarriages or other issues and you can't 
physically do this? What are you supposed to do? They don't have laws on this. There's a vacuum here, and that's the problem. And then they can destroy these, and that's devastating to the, the couple. So the answer for the GOP is to say, we're, this is a gift. This is a beautiful thing, but we need to legislate it and monitor it because what are the rights then of that couple? So if you can't afford the cryo $1,000 a year, whatever that is, yeah. then what happens? They destroy them and you have no rights. So this is a slippery slope issue to me. This is an issue where you should have rights. The problem in Alabama is, that now the Supreme Court has ruled this, yes, these are lives, these are embryos. It's not a frozen egg. It's not a frozen sperm. This is the implanted fertilized egg. This, mm-hmm. If you implanted this into a woman, yep. this is a baby. Mm-hmm. How do you legislate this yep. now? They have shut down in, in Alabama right now. They've shut down these clinics. Yep. So, I can't even imagine. So there are couples who are just about to go in and have their embryo implanted. They're frozen, too. Oh, my goodness, they're creating a crisis. So David is the creation of prayer and a glass of wine? <laughs> yeah, yeah was David was not the, yeah. <laughs> was that Cabernet? <laughs> By the way, you guys will not be shocked about this. I'm getting a lot of hate on on the YouTube chat for this. Why? Uh, Soggy Donut says, uh, or fertilize, a fertilized embryo is life. Great. I'm glad, I'm glad that you believe it. You believe whatever you want to. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, as a political issue, this is career suicide. Yeah. If you don't believe me, look at the last four years. You're just giving the spoiler alert. Look at the last four years. Every time you guys go up against this, you lose. I'm telling you. The, it's, they it's, lo- wait, but Greg, they lo- they're losing the issue because for whatever reason, they get all Beavis and Buff butthead awkward. Like, my first and every is. No. <laughs> Put your arms around it. Talk yeah. about it. Get conservative moms like me who dealt with this mm-hmm. issue. And and let's talk about it and say, if you have this, what happens if somebody can't then, because of whatever their, their medical situation, what happens to that frozen embryo? Because I guarantee you, the couples who went in for that probably were not fully informed of yeah. the fact that they would have this reservoir. They Because pro- they're, they're not thinking that through. They don't know all about it. And and so the laws should protect those couples and their mm-hmm. rights. You know, after further review, the more we talk about this, I, I don't want to be cremated when I die. I want to be cryogenically frozen. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. I, I think, I'm telling you, yeah. man, you, you stick me in an icebox for 100 years and then defrost me. <laughs> but they some people, they, would it just be your head? Yeah, I'd be like Ted, or, Willi- Ted Williams. Yep. See what I'm saying? My some people. They do. They cryo freeze their head or their full body, yeah. but you're you have to insure all the funds for it. Right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no lip says illegal economy crime are far more concerning for the voting public. Okay. Okay. Keep telling yourself that. Keep but telling tell, yourself tell, that. try I'm telling that to the 27 year old career oriented single female that doesn't have children that truly despises the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It would they be, will vote on a motion. It would be one thing if there was a history of... I, I just go by stats. There would be one thing if it would be history of of, of the GOP just, had, just racking up win after win after win after win. They've lost every single time they've done this. Yeah. Why would you keep going back to this well again and again and again and again? Because they're not the GOP needs to have a policy on all of these issues. Because yep. what 
what the mainstream well, morning shows are doing yeah. right now. They're interviewing, you know, they're going to be interviewing somebody who says, oh my gosh, my husband and I, yep. we went through this process and, and, uh, we were all ready to go in and have this implanted because you have to take shots mm-hmm. to make sure that everything's optimum. They implant the embryo. It takes, you're pregnant. It's, it's a miracle. It's a miracle for infertile couples. So these are, you could say, you could argue these are pro-life. This is a pro-life coup, mm-hmm. pro-life story. The the problem is they're making it look like, oh, Alabama now has shut these people down that they cannot, they cannot do this because the clinics are being shut down. Well, if I recall correctly, DeSantis was much more of a hardliner with the six-week bill, correct? Because I, I'm reading here that there are reports that Donald Trump said he would endorse a 16-week ban as part of his 2024 campaign. Do you think that's a step in the right direction, Don? I mean, because it's, that would be 10 weeks more uh, compared to where DeSantis kind of drew the line at. I th- I think that I think the co- the focus of the conversation because think about for women and women's rights because there was a time when women were told no you you're going to marry young and you're going to do this and you're going to get pregnant and you're going to have babies and that's just it you have no control the argument should be no you can have access to to birth control and everything you want that should be the argument that birth control, they shouldn't even call it birth control. They should call it medication because, by the way, it mitigates that thing that you get every 21 days yeah. where sometimes you're hemorrhaging, you have cramps. What, once you once you get your period when you're a teenage girl, I know nobody wants to talk about it. This is the problem, Republicans. Scary talk about the, the blood. Yeah. Talk about it. Oh, boy. And say, hey... You can mitigate this. You should you should control their messaging on this. I know. Yeah, you're you're far more uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Because why can't why can't a female, why can't I say no no no? I can put something in my arm where if I'm a, a a track star and I'm 16 years old and I can put something in my arm that I can control the fact that on my big race day or my big swim meet yeah. I'm going to I'm not going to have my period. That's the conversation they should be having because guess what you do? You, you end up automatically, if you make birth control medication and you look at it through a different lens, through a female lens, now what are you doing? You're preventing the pregnancy. That's yeah. what, that's what you're, you're just doing prevention. And now you're never dealing in, it, it, abortion would become what it was supposed to be. Very rare, very rare cases and tragic cases and last resort. <laughs> rape cases and so then it would be it would be a much smaller issue by the way mgm guy on the youtube chat says dawn for rnc chair i, I agree <laughs> the hell with trump's uh yeah. the daughter let's put dawn in there yep i've got a uh, YouGov poll uh with the question in front of me do you support or oppose a national ban on abortions after 16 weeks of pregnancy over 1500 people surveyed 48 percent support it 36 percent oppose it and then within that Males, 49% support, 33 oppose. Females, almost the same, 47 support, 39 oppose. 18 to 29-year-olds, 52% support, 33 oppose. Same thing with white, uh, 49 to 37. Black, 46 to 28. Hispanic, 47 to 34. Now, when you have the uh, political parties thrown in, the GOP, 67% support, 23 oppose. Democrats, only 35% support, 50 opposed. Uh, Peter S. on the YouTube chat wants to clarify that, that this was brought before the Alabama Supreme Court because three couples sued for wrongful death. So um, they, 
they were not out. His point is is that the Alabama Supreme Court was not out to make a new law. They were ruling on this. Is case. true, so. but. So the Supreme Court agreed with with what I was just saying yep. that there are a ton of people who go for this and then and I I know a woman she had like eight miscarriages I mean went through hell and so they can't implant it anymore and it's devastating to them but they don't but they believe those embryos are life so they want to donate them or they want to figure it out the clinic I think by the what the Alabama case if I'm um, if I read correctly. These families were saying you can't just dispose of the embryo because we're not paying for the cry- the expensive cryo uh, storage processing, or maybe your cryo lab was full. What whatever? No, no, no. You could. We wanted to donate them, or we want to keep them. You can't just throw them out with the trash. So to to your point, you're exactly right. There's a they don't legislate this stuff, and that's the problem. This was a one. This was a technology that was created to help infertile couples have children. What a beautiful message. The problem is that depending on the clinic where you go, and you don't even think of it, uh, if they're not as reputable, if they don't have their own ethical policies, Mm -hmm. then that this is what happened to these couples. I'm sure they're devastated. Uh, We started this off by playing a clip of Nikki Haley on Meet the Press now. She went on with Gail King and Charles Barkley last night on CNN to clarify her comments. She Uh-oh. knows she stepped in it, so she mm-hmm. had to clarify what she said. Uh, she she kind of backtracks. She says that she did not agree with the Alabama Supreme Court when she said that embryos are babies. She, she agrees with it philosophically. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same debate we're having, okay. is that take take what you believe philosophically out of it and just like politically... Uh, this is what she said. I'm going with cut 11 here, Phil. Go. Well, first of all, I didn't, I mean, this is again, I didn't say that I agreed with the Alabama ruling. What the question that I was asked is, do I believe an embryo is a baby? I do think that if you look in the definition, an embryo is considered an unborn baby. And so, yes, I believe from my stance that that is. The difference is, And this is what I say about abortion as well. We need to treat these issues with the utmost respect. I had trouble having both of my children. Mm -hmm. I am very aware of what it means to go through artificial insemination, all of those things related to in vitro. I know what that is. And I also know the importance between a doctor and the parents is very important to have those conversations. This case was based on and should be based on the rights of those parents for their embryos and to make sure that they have the responsibility with the doctors on how those are handled. Nothing more than that. And I will continue to say these issues keep coming up and everybody wants to divide people on these issues. Mm -hmm. This is not the time where you divide people, you bring people together. Our goal is to always do what the parents want with their embryo. It is theirs. So any physician that is in control of those embryos, they owe it to those people to make sure they protect that embryo and that they do with that embryo what those parents want done with that embryo. That is the way we should look at that situation. Future CNN primetime host, Nikki Haley. There by, she is. By the way, how uncomfortable did Charles Barkley look just at say that. He's just staring into the monitor. Hey, Gail, you got this one, girl. Yeah. yeah. I just, he's, he's like, Didn't, don't I, don't I, uh, don't I host, uh, host a basketball show on uh, yeah. TNT? Yeah. Like, what the hell am I doing here? See, and this is the problem. 
the problem, and I've raised my boys, you could ha- you could talk to them. I talk about girl stuff, right? Because this is the problem. Char- guys don't want to talk about vaginas and embryos and periods. Well, we got to talk about it. We have the conversation. Own the conversation. Because if you, and Greg's like, oh, Greg's all nervous. Well, you know, so this- just, just to clarify on behalf of all men, men are not afraid to talk about vaginas. It just <laughs> depends, on, it depends on the setting and the context of said female body part. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> this segment sponsored by Regina, Vagina Rejuvenation. Uh, but on a serious note, this does bring up serious implications because now that this state Supreme Court, will this case go to the ultimate United States Supreme Court? Because they're now saying that you know, potentially, I don't even know at this point, I was trying to track down the numbers. How many frozen embryos are there? They, those are all, and, I, and I'm going to use the term that I just used on a personal level to my husband when I had those nightmares are those frozen children and then how do you handle them because now you have to handle them in a, in a i think a more respectful way perhaps depending on the state depending yeah. on the clinic now i will say most most of these clinics they're first class they would never destroy them and that sort of thing some of them will will destroy them at the couple's wish some will not mm-hmm. Some will donate them for medical research. So what? Ha- what happens when you're, uh, you know, you're in college and you need some money, and you go to a sperm bank and you, you go in there with a magazine or a video and you drop some off. You drop some off. <clears throat> what happens? They're frozen then, right? No, they're combed uh, out. They're parceled. <laughs> so you're saying. Uh, Little mini soccer might have some siblings no, out no, there. No, 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 come on. Yeah. I'm not talking about me. But I, I do, like, look, for people who are broke in college, yeah. I do know people who, it was a, it was an easy way to make some money, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for females to harvest eggs. Yeah. Because fe- all females, we are born with our eggs. It's also what Sean William Scott did in Road Trip. In a, in a, in a serious <laughs> point about this, um, somebody on the YouTube chat, and I, I can't read that handle, so forgive me. <laughs> Um, they say when you roll over on the important issues like this, this is how the country is slipping farther and farther and farther to the left. We just give up on things. So, no, I, 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 do they think we're saying that? No, I'm no, not, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I think they're saying that that we this this is a fight that needs to be had because it's an important issue yes. to the GOP. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's an important issue for it's a win. It's a, actually a win. For Republicans, if they would embrace this and say these are couples who are praying for a baby, who turns to technology and the blessing of technology, trusted a clinic, and then and then that clinic destroyed their their embryos. So this is a win. Yeah. The problem here is we need people to be educated on the issue. Most people are not, and then we need the laws to match and respect. These because the ruling is these are frozen children, and yep. if it's in Alabama now, you know it's going to go to the United States Supreme Court, and that will will have ramifications on these other couples. Are these clinics going to be shut down? And I don't think that sh- is fair at all. As far as couples who already they're right. going in, they already created the embryos. They want to implant them, and they want to have these babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's a it's a complicated situation, but they need to look at it. 
I would be curious what Doctor, uh, what uh, Senator and Doctor Rand Paul would have to say about it. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, by the way, streaming live on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/at1210wphd. If you're watching right now, even if you hate me, it's fine. Hit the hit the like button. Hit also hit the subscribe button. Please hit the subscribe button. And please, if you're listening on the Odyssey app, I ask you to. I'm putting it up here. If you're listening on the Odyssey app, you see Talk Radio 1210WPHT. You can see this. Just hit the follow button up there. Give us a follow if you would. It'd be nice. It may not seem like a lot to you, but it's a lot to us. Yeah, it is. If you follow Talk Radio 1210WPHT for the hours and hours and hours of enjoyment we give you every day. Yes. Speaking of hours of enjoyment, uh, Rich Zioli is down at uh, CPAC mm-hmm. in um, Woohoo. Uh, Maryland, it's like the, it's like the DC, Maryland border. He'll be broadcasting live from there today, starting at 3 p.m. and tomorrow, starting at 3 p.m. Uh, the chairman of CPAC, Matt Schlapp, was on the, uh, war room with Steve Bannon. And he has a new rule for, uh, left wing, as he calls them, journalists. He's blocking left wing journalists from getting passes to go to CPAC. So I, I'm not sure about this. I want to get both of your opinions on this. Uh, this is what he said. This is cut 14. Phil, go. Hearing because uh, people's heads are blowing up. Not just um, not just globalism go- goes to die, but maybe uh, journalists who are actually information warfare participants, right uh, on the left. Maybe, maybe their maybe their access goes to die. Also, sir, from what I'm hearing this morning. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to get smarter. Um, we have people that run around and say they're journalists, and if you look at their feeds, 100 percent of their stories are let's get what Republican, what conservative, as you said, who can we mischaracterize who loves America, and let's go get them, and let's make trumped up charges on them from anonymous sources. And Russ has uh, Russ Boat, who's a hero uh, of mine, and many. Uh, has had to deal with this and everyone who does anything that's worthwhile has to deal with this you have to deal with it probably more than anyone or just that would be donald trump who deals with it more than anyone so this tactic they're using against trump is intergalactic but they're using similar tactics against all of us so cpac has a new rule if you're a propagandist you can buy a ticket uh like everyone else but it, you're not in the media and we're not going to credential you by saying you're in the media now there's plenty of left-wing people who are in the media who actually you know, at least 20 percent of the time or 25 percent of the time, they'll take on Menendez or they'll say Biden's too old or you know, they at least have some coverage that you could say, OK, there's some journalism there. But as we know, what's happened to these uh, corporate media entities is they're 100 percent. If you listen to MSNBC, it's 100 percent anti-Trump anti-america anti-conservative every moment of every day they never have any kind of honest treatment of anything and they run anybody off from the station who used to be at least somewhat honest some of the time like chris matthews and such so you know let's get real let's not credential them anymore and we're not going to do it okay so first of all matt schlapp looks like some sort of combination of kevin mccarthy meets glenn beck i don't know what's going on with that yes but- he has some of his own issues so going he's, on. So he's, he is scandal-ridden. Yes, he is. And he was hit with a $9 million sexual misconduct lawsuit. Oh. Had, and there were, then um, this was late last year. So uh, in this case, Carlton Huffman, a Republican staffer on Herschel Walker's U.S. Senate campaign, had accused Schlapp of sexually assaulting him. This is so Schlapp accused of grabbing this young man's um, private parts, alleged he fondled him during a card ride, etc. And then other alleged victims came forward. Was there a settlement? There were there, there were talks of a settlement. So so that's why 
you're seeing people shy away from CPAC this year because Schlapp is, you know, is scandal ridden. Yep. So as far as what's going on there with the barring of certain individuals, he's not wrong from the standpoint of, you know, the way they are unfair, the way they cover one side. I mean, we we see slants on both sides, and we certainly see the left, what they've become today with the mainstream media. I don't like the concept of barring somebody and banning somebody from coming just because you don't like the way they go about the coverage of you or your party or your beliefs or your politicians. I, I don't like when Republicans and conservatives get shadow banned, silenced, censored, removed from a, you know, whatever, kicked off of a platform. I'm anti deplatforming people. If you don't like these few people that are coming that are propagandists, then just deal with them in person. You know, if they try to put you on the spot, own them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a little weak when you, when you don't permit people to come just based on them being on the, the other side of the fence, so to speak. There, you know, the pressure has been mounting for Schlapp to just get out of there to resign because there were there were also other allegations. I won't get into the whole. I mean, you can look it up. There, there was a treasurer that accused him of some financial issues. So he's scandal ridden. So what what many could argue is that, well, CNN and the so-called liberal media was more likely to report on his scandals and is he keeping out the so-called liberal media because he doesn't want them yeah. reporting on him? Mm. That's what it looks like. It's not a good look. Misfit Toy writes on the YouTube chat, Dawn. So, Dawn, anyone can accuse him, and he, he's now scandal-ridden? Um, there, I'm, I'm simply saying that these were Republican staffers who were loyal to him. I don't see a political motive. You're right. You're right that... And I'll just mention this to you. In other countries across Europe, for example, if somebody's accused of sexually like fondling somebody or whatever, they don't release anybody's names until there's a resolution. In in other countries, they do not allow somebody's name to be just trashed. And then what if they're exonerated? Yeah. The same goes for, you could argue with, I just, this earlier hours ago this morning reported that there were four Philadelphia police officers who were tarred and feathered for years and now they've been exonerated and their jobs reinstated but your life is kind of you know ruined in many ways so you're you're right I will just say these were fellow conservatives his co-workers there was a CPAC treasurer who just last May had resigned and accused not of the groping thing but some other issues so there are multiple issues going on with this person uh, by the way, just to clarify, the, the 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 journalists aren't banned. They just have to buy tickets. Okay, you know what I mean. So, so they're not getting in with a credential. So pass. they're not getting in with a credential pass. Yeah. So it's it's you know it's not the same thing as somebody banning somebody. Okay. Well, uh, except that other media that they will welcome in and they don't have yep. to pay. They can get a a press credential. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, we played a lot of the clips yesterday from the Trump town hall with Laura Ingram. Last night, she had uh, a bonus, <laughs> bonus clips because, you know, I, look, I, I um, agree with the programming aspect of this. Draw this out as long as you possibly can. So we got bonus Trump? We got bonus Trump, uh, which th- these are clips that didn't air uh, during the town hall the other night. Mm-hmm. One, the one that I found the most interesting was um, Joe Biden. You know, we, we reported last week or the week before about uh, him joining TikTok and what an absolute farce that is. It's it was like, a Super Bowl ad. It's like grandpa um, talking about chocolate chip cookies.
cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, Love a good snack. Uh, so, and the hypocrisy of the Biden administration wanting to ban TikTok, yet the the, uh, the president being on TikTok mm-hmm. is just the the hypocrisy is rich. Well, they banned it from federal employees on the, the devices issued by the government. Yeah. So. Uh, d- Laura Ingram asked uh, Trump about uh, Biden doing TikTok and if he would ever do it himself. Uh, this is cut 13. Phil, go. To sit down with us for a bonus round of questions. All right, President Trump, the Biden campaign has joined TikTok, even though the FBI says TikTok presents a massive national security threat. It's not on any government phones. You can't download on the phones. Um, you banned it while you were president. He lifted that ban. Are you worried that you're going to miss out on the young voters by not being on TikTok? Well, right now I'm leading with the young voters by a lot. I think they want to see competence in office. Uh, They see this guy who can't put two sentences together. He literally. So if he were on the stage, he would not be able to figure out how to get off. Did you ever see it? He can't find the stairs. (laughs) The stairs are all over the place. He can't find stairs. Uh, They want to see competence much more so than being on TikTok. I believe that. Uh, TikTok, I was going to ban it permanently, but Congress didn't want to do it. I said, look, I'm going to do what you want to do in this case. And they didn't want to do it. They're pretty well taken care of. But uh, I don't think it's going to matter for him. Yeah, and look, Joe's on TikTok because he knows that Trump's doing better than anticipated with the younger voter, which I think was why we're going through with another round of these student loan bailouts yeah. uh, for more voters, because Joe needs to pick up some numbers in the polls with that uh, 18, well, 22 to 35 demo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say... Also, by the way, I don't think Trump can be on on TikTok. Because he's on Truth. Oh, that's right, with his contract. I don't think he's allowed on any other social media social platform. Social media platform, yeah. Oh. By the way, with with we never got to this the other day. With Truth Social going public, what's the what's the haul he might get? CNN reported, and I, I don't know how this can be true, that his shares, if Trump were to liquidate his shares in Truth, it'd be worth $4 billion, Wow. With a B. Wow. Now, that's Truth Social. I mean... If you look at the power ranking, so to speak, of <laughs> of the you know social media platforms based on users yep. and activity, I mean, truth is you know one tenth, and I'm just guessing here, one tenth of what Twitter is, or yep. you know one twentieth of what Facebook and Instagram is. I can't imagine four billion. Yeah, Elon wow. Musk bought Twitter for twenty two. Well, maybe Elon will see this as a deal and buy this and do a combo. <laughs> I don't know. I think Elon's ruined enough social media. Thank By the you. way, he didn't ruin he, it. He absolutely the, the bo- did. This is, I, and I remember, remember I told you for a while, I did not notice much of a difference in Twitter. Mm. I am seeing it now. Not con- not, not content-wise. Thank you. Not hatred or anything yeah. like that. The amount of bots yeah. on Twitter is nauseating. It is. It's a bot problem. There is a huge bot problem. I mean, if I have one more tweet liked by a 16-year-old Asian female that looks beautiful in her avatar <laughs> that I know doesn't listen to this show. How do I, you know that? I, this is Come a on. bot. Come it's on. the same picture used only 87,000 <laughs> accounts. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, speaking of Elon Musk, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy got in on kissing his rear end on the... Whose show is this? This is the... Uh, what's uh, the, the Benny show? The Benny Johnson show. Everybody's a show these days. A show, um, a book, and a podcast. He says, "Let me ask you." All right, so like he's close to Elon Musk. He says this about his good friend Elon Musk. This is cut twelve. Phil, go. So, so you're talking about entrepreneurship. You're an entrepreneur. Donald Trump's an entrepreneur. Elon Musk is an entrepreneur. 
Elon Musk is one of those guys who knows what a broken, failed society looks like because he came from one and who immigrated here yeah. and has now uh, become the richest man in the world based on American principles and, the, and what this country could give to him. Yep. And, that, and you, know, you know Elon very well. He communicates with you, talks to you, talks about you publicly. You do spaces together on X. Uh, tell us about Elon. Yeah. He's sort of like his, his, where he's gone from being very politically agnostic, I would say, yeah. To suddenly being like super based mm -hmm. uh, and just very common sense, right? Yeah. Um, still doesn't seem like a party man. He's just like, this is what's happening in the world. And how do we get more of that, right? How do we bring Elon more onto the field? So he's, to speak? he's the, he's the kind like of guy who, he's the closest thing I've met to a founding father in today's environment. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about a founding father. I do I do appreciate oh what God. he did with Twitter to make it a more level playing field. Can we stop? Wait, the fake just stop? called Elon. You are my father. Yeah. You're yeah. my daddy. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, when Benny says he's not a party man, uh, he's not talking about the Republican Party. Well, actually, he is. He is saying he's not a part of the Republican Party, that being Elon Musk. But according to reports, Elon Musk is a party man. There are people, I saw reports that are worried for the employees at Tesla that Elon's got a dr major drug problem. There's a There's a couple of stories. I think the Daily Mail or the Daily, one of the dailies had it. Daily Mail, Daily Call, or Daily Beast. And there's like 5,000 daily sites yes. that, that um, Elon Musk uh, can't really control himself when it comes to getting around certain substances. Well, he, he I mean, he's been on record saying that he does, or he's, he's done mushrooms, microdosing, whatever. Yeah. He smoked weed with Joe Rogan. Yeah, I think the implications so. were beyond marijuana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But to your point, what you just said before with the, the psychedelic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Founding father. I, I mean, come on. Well, not just the daily. I'm looking at who reported Fortune, Wall Street Journal reported yeah. on the, the the worry use of cocaine, ecstasy, mushrooms, and ketamine. Yep, there you go. That's that's a Wall Street Journal uh, January you know January report. Okay, I didn't even see it in the Wall Street Journal. I just saw it from one of the daily sites. Um, Democrat Senator Lafonza Butler was interviewed by Jen Psaki the other night, and she claims that. Anyone who says a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris are perpetuating the dog whistle of divisive politics. Mm. Uh, sun, tons of dog whistles going on. I know. Poor, these poor dogs. I know. These how's Buddy, dogs. How's Buddy doing? Buddy squad. I mean, with all the dog whistles going on, I'm surprised we have any dogs these days. I have to put some, <laughs> put some uh, ear uh, plugs in. Uh, this is cut. Uh, uh, this is cut nine. Phil, go. When you hear. People like Governor Nikki Haley say a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what I hear. But what's most important is what you hear when you hear her say that. I think that uh, Ambassador Haley is unfortunately perpetuating the, the dog whistles of divisive politics and frankly should be called on it. Uh, and my response to her is, yes, it is. And America has demonstrated that they are ready uh, willing and able to support candidates who are experienced, who are qualified, and who have the interest of the American people at heart. And that has been Vice President Harris at every turn. Kamala Harris resonates with nobody. Uh, first of all, it's not divisive, it's divisive. <laughs> Secondly, this is not a dog whistle against racism or sexism. When we hear uh, a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for Kamala Harris, it means a vote for dumb is a vote for dumber. Okay, that's what it means. Because it's scary to think. 
that anybody out there could be president well, that polls lower than Joe does, and she does. What she's alleging that is that if you don't, if you don't think that Kamala Harris is competent to run the country, then you're racist because she's a African American. That's correct. Right? right? That's that's base. That's basically what she has nothing to do with her with with competency, her competency, or how she speaks or. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the way, guys, it's not just conservatives that don't think she's competent. If it was, they wouldn't be floating Gavin Newsom out there, would they? That's right. That's right. And that's why the name Michelle Obama, even though it won't happen and she's ruled it out, that's why that name continually gets floated out there because you can't skip over the African-American female. So what do you do? You find possibly one Mm -hmm. that would be more embraced and Michelle would be more embraced than Kamala. I, to, to, to highlight how bad Kamala Harris would be, I would make the case that Hillary Clinton is exponentially more qualified to be the president than Kamala Harris is. And that's that? scary to say. <laughs> that's how bad Kamala is. If we're, everybody's going to have nightmares tonight now. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> Even Bill Clinton. Even Vivek and the Founding Fathers are rolling over in their grave today. <laughs> I'm going to defend. Uh, okay. I'm going to defend Vivek. I like Vivek, and I think what he's referring to is somebody. You think of Ben Franklin. You think of inventors. You think of wealthy individuals who stuck their neck out yeah. for liberty uh, and for the republic. And that's, I think, what he meant. Yes, that's. I'm. I'm Vivek. I'm Rama Splanin. You are. I, you I, absolutely I, are. I am. But I think that's what he meant. I mean, look, he was a the left embraced him, loved him when he when he started Tesla and everybody was buying Tesla's. You look at Tesla's. I guarantee you right now, driving down the street, all the Tesla owners, they're all rich, elitist liberals. I can almost guarantee it. And and so for them to come out and say, say, well, he's not. It's just it's not. You're right. They loved him and they embraced him because of what he invented. It's actually a really good point. The only conservative I've ever known to have a Tesla is Opelka. Yep. So there you go. All right. Uh, Disney keyword is coming up in a matter of moments. Woo-hoo! Final the keyword. last one. The last one. Number wow. sixteen. Sweet yep. sixteen is coming up next, and then we will get to Dawn's big three. But right now, let me tell you about my friends at Blue Chew. All right, guys. If you need to boost your confidence. If you need an extra jump to your performance this year, Blue Chew is the solution. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so there's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. And here's the special deal for Kale & Company listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. That's right, free. When you use the promo code 1210 at checkout, just pay the $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code 1210 to receive your first month free. BlueChew tablets made in the good old U.S. of A. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports. But right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets. They have live same-game parlays. As the game is going on, you can you can uh, bet on same-game parlays like tonight's game, uh, the Knicks and the uh, your Philadelphia 76ers, all kinds of stuff. Exclusive player props, who will score the first basket, what the basket will be. Will it be a dunk? Will it be a three-point? Will it be a layup? 
exclusive prop bets, and so much more. I love the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. And shoot your shot. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210WPHD and the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21 and over. President PA. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not have trouble. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. All right. This is it, folks. This is it. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. Keyword number 16. Well, tomorrow is actually the moment they have all been waiting for. Because That's right. we're going to call the person live on air at Correct. this time at 8.30 tomorrow. But mathematically, your odds end today. Yep. This is the last shot. Sweet 16. It's the final countdown, yeah. as Europe once famously sang. All right, here we go. Get this uh, website loaded up, 1210WPHT.com. Can I say one thing, too? There was a lot of... <laughs> I, I opened up a, a can of worms Uh-oh. yesterday when I said... Uh, that uh, yeah, you enter in your phone number when you enter the first. Because I, I got probably more emails about this one subject than I've ever gotten, and I, I forwarded them all to the promotions department, and they hated me. They absolutely <laughs> hated me for doing that. So if you entered it, if you entered m- multiple times, you don't have like we have your phone number. Okay, just relax. Okay. Just well, relax. One time's good enough. One time is good enough. Okay, that is all I'm saying. So just relax, Kevin Poles. Uh, no, no, it's not Kevin. <laughs> Once they enter the contest initially with their info, name, phone number, email, zip code, and date of birth, their info is saved so that each time they go to enter it again using the same email, they will not need to enter their phone number again. The okay. system saves and remembers their information from the last time it was entered. All right. That is the official message okay. from promotions. There you go. Is that Walter? Walter, okay. yeah. Thank you very much, Walter. All right, here we go. 1210WPHT.com. You are going to enter this keyword for your chance to win a magical seven-night a seven night voyage to the Caribbean for up to four people because the time to show your kids the world is now until World War Three takes place and then we all die. Here we go. Keyword <laughs> vacation. That is V-A-C-A-T-I-O-N. Take vacation to 1210WPHT.com and enter it today. That is your Disney Cruise Line vacation keyword. Wow. Tomorrow, folks, 8.30 at this time. We hope that the person who wins has a little bit of uh, not just like, oh, cool, thank you. Great, no, love the show. Right. Okay. You know, maybe we should do like, you know, they do down the hall where they voice track things. We'll call the winner up during a commercial. We'll record it. If the person shows no energy, we'll be like, you know what? You sucked. Do it again. (laughs) And then we'll just air it like they do on uh, the music stations. Because none of those contests are ever live on the air. They're all recorded. We do everything live here, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. By the way, I should report the uh, Elon Musk had responded to those drug allegations set forth by the Wall Street Journal. Fake news? He said that Wall Street Journal is not fit to line a parrot cage for a bird with the little Ah. poop poop emoji. Mm. However, because of that Wall Street Journal thing that said he had done marijuana and other drugs, mm-hmm. he have he had to agree to NASA to do drug testing for three years. Really? Yeah. So he does random drug testing. Okay. All right. By the way, he's a he's a he's a genius. Who cares if he does drugs? Yeah. I like, honestly, I, I a lot of geniuses are probably on something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. 
Well, I think he, what the problem was, or, you know, he, it's the old saying, anything you say can and will be used against you. Yep. He had in the past said he tried some different things. And so that's what the Wall Street Journal was reporting on the past. Okay. But now go. he is doing drug testing. All right. All right, here we go. Uh, much like Laura Ingram, uh, Donald, uh, or Donald, uh, Greg Stalker's got some bonus audio clips for us here today. Kareen uh, Jean-Pierre, uh, she gave a press conference. I believe she was a, it, it, it was in a press gaggle aboard Air Force One. God, I hate this setting. She was en route to Los Angeles. Oh. Um, talking about, you know, there's been this uproar in the Biden administration. I think you reported it last week or maybe this week, Nick, where uh, the, the, the White House is not happy with the New York Times coverage, coverage of Joe Biden's age and his mental acuity. Yeah. And uh, she says that the New York Times journalistic objectivity is in question. Oh. After, I, I thought they were the paper of record. <laughs> Apparently not. This is cut one, guy, uh, Phil, go. The publisher of the New York Times has talked about getting flack from the White House for its coverage of the president's age. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you think is sort of fair game when covering the nation's oldest president and what might be off limits? So, look, I mean, a couple of things there that I would say uh, on that um, on that particular particular item. Look, hang on, hang on. Hang Does on. she have a binder with her? <laughs> she did. She was not prepared at all for of that. Of course not. So, um, yeah, the, let me see the... Uh, now, this is mid-flight, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, By the way, ha- having conversations while you're on an airplane... I always found one of the be- to be one of the most difficult things to do. Mm. I don't know what if it's the cabin pressure, if it's my ears. I just I, I can't hear a damn thing on airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, the uh, the yeah, the New York Times. Uh, the, yes, the, let me just let me look around. <laughs> Not prepared at all. What? Just terrible at her job. Just atrocious. We continue. Okay. You know, and you know. You, you all uh, you ask know. me pretty regularly about Wait, the president. Can I? Can I, I would start know. that over. I would start that. Over. I want to hear the 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 amount of pause in between the question, her thinking of something to say, and her actually answering the question. Okay. Uh, let's start the the uh, clip over again, Phil, if we can uh, go. The publisher of the New York Times has talked about getting flack from the White House for its coverage of the president's age. Correct. Can you talk to us a little bit about? What you think is sort of fair game when covering the nation's oldest president and what might be off limits? So, look, I mean, a couple of things there that I would say uh, on that uh, on that particular particular item. Look, you know, 11, 12, 13. You you all ask me pretty regularly about the president's age and we lay out what our perspective is. We lay out what we see, we've seen this president do in the last three years, which is deliver on historic, historic piece of legislation that's going to change the lives of Americans for generations to come. Uh, that, so what, now to your question more specifically uh, about, um, about the New York Times coverage is that uh, that display what we believe a journalistic objectivity about coverage of the president's age speaks to why we agree with former New York Times public editor Margaret Sullivan. And she says, maybe the Times and other major media outlets ought to look in the mirror, self-scrutiny and and course correction are not among their core strengths. And I'll leave it there. I would have said, you know, Kareen, 99 out of 100 times, the New York Times does not have journalistic integrity anymore when it comes to covering Republicans or Donald Trump with op-ed after op-ed after op-ed. And the one time we actually report that it's Sunday, when it is in fact Sunday, (laughs) you don't like that.
and now you're questioning our journalistic integrity? Yeah. I mean, it, that's the thing we've seen. And we've seen this now probably going back to last spring, if not, you know, right around the beginning of the summer. We've seen the shift where the New York Times, it's no, it's no longer, you, you, they can't avoid it. It's undeniable with the Washington Post. All of these outlets, and it's, you know, when they're always defending the Biden administration or Democrats, we always talk about how it seems like they all got the same bullet points, the same talking points. Like there was this mass email sent out. Here's the way you need to phrase everything. Remember, was it like a week ago, the word was gratuitous. Everybody was saying gratuitous. Mm -hmm. And now it's, you know, it's like they've all got the talking points now that it's open season to go after the Biden administration because it's indefensible what they've done. Absolutely. Um... This Indiana couple had their child taken away from them because they refused to refer to him as a girl and use the she, her pronouns. Yeah, this this could very well be. I've seen this. This could be a big take in the work. He was then placed in an affirming house. So uh, CPS took this Catholic couple's kid away from them because they refused to refer to him as a girl. Okay. Um, this is the case that's now going to the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah. Yes. This is cut eight, Phil, go. We unfortunately had to become reluctant warriors when our child was removed from our home after DCS became involved in our family life. When our son was removed, it was like someone pulled the rug out from underneath us. Um, as a father, I believe one of my main goals is to keep my children safe. And I can't do that when the state comes into our house and takes our kid because we can't, in good conscience, affirm his transgender ideology. His disappearance made a, a huge hole in our hearts and our family, but we will always love him and pray for him. Our child was out of our home for 17, 18 months altogether, ultimately aging out of the foster care system. We were able to visit with him at his discretion, basically for about two to three hours each week. Though we pushed constantly for additional engagement, attended family therapies, were never able to have an agreement for additional time with him. So as a mom, having limited access to your children is it's heart-wrenching. I miss his laugh. I miss being with him, talking with him about everyday things, teaching him how to bake, how to cook different things. There's so many things that we are to our children, not just their first teachers, but basically their first loves. And to miss out on that during such formative time in his life. We'll never get that time back. Wow. Very powerful stuff. So, first of all, my wife used to work in DCS before she uh, switched careers. And there's plenty of times, and we all realize this, where parents are abuseful and they are neglectful. And the state has to come in and, for the protection and welfare of the child, come in and remove them. That, to me, does not feel like a situation where the government should be stepping in, all because the parents are operating in reality where their son 
is a boy. And also, let's keep in mind, too, we've come to realize, thanks to data, research, and science, that you know people don't develop their brain completely until they're 25 or 26 years old. So to me, this is overstepping the bounds as far as the government goes for me. Huge. Coming in and taking, because you... Come on. So now, this he, started in 2019. Okay. They've been, so that's they've been why, fighting for this? They've been fighting oh, wow. for this. So they lost all this time with their son or and who identified at the time. And I don't even know the update. I was trying to find out what's going on. But this, the parents were accused of abuse. Yeah. Oh, my God. So tarred and feathered in the media. Oh, my God. Accused of being abusive. Once this finally went through the courts, the courts determined there was absolutely no abuse mm-hmm. of Mary and Jeremy there. But but the court did argue still that there was this, uh, acknowledged this disagreement over gender identity, but they were never abusive. They were fully fit parents. It's not and abuse. No, it's not at all. I mean, so the, the child's having a mental health breakdown. I consider that when you are biologically a male and believe that you're something else, I think it's a mental health breakdown, as we've said countless times with the TikTok clips that we play. And the parents did nothing wrong. And, oh, by the way, you're a minor. So, I mean, I'm sorry. Like it, Now, when that child becomes 18 and he's an adult, do whatever the hell you want. Hey, he- Everybody remember back to being that age. You, you just remember, you, you struggle to find where you fit in. Where do I belong? Where? What group do I want to be? Like, your mind is just, you're, you're right, Nick, it's not developed. You're and, all over the place. You're all over the place. You you know, one minute you're you're in this group, the next minute you're in that group. Whatever, uh, you know, makes you feel good at the time. So, so to sit here and say that this person, you know, thought that they, that he, she, whatever, and, and and his parents were like, "No, you're you're a boy. Like this is this is not how we do this." Mm-hmm. And 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 for the for the government to stop step in and say that that's abuse and and take your child away from you. Yeah. Oh my it's god! It's and I, these parents, so they acknowledge their son had some mental health issues, yep. had yes. an eating disorder. Yep. So they were taking their child to the doctor, yep. and and they and who was receiving they felt therapeutics were the way to go. The child was in therapy. The child, so they were paying for care of their son. It's not that they were just saying, oh, deal with it or suck it up. And then apparently the eating disorder issues became much worse when the state took their child away from them and placed him in a gender-affirming home. Yeah, I've heard of halfway houses and halfway homes. What's an affirming home? We, we, We really have places called affirming home where... You put them in this, quote, What's the- friendly space so they can come to accept what they claim that they are that they're really not? Just out of curiosity, the the governor, what's his name, Holcomb, he's a he's a Republican, no? What is he doing about this? And what state was this? This is Indiana. 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 I mean, that's a pretty conservative state. Like, what what's the governor doing about this? That's a great question. Seriously. Yeah. Um, Eric Holcomb. Holcomb, yeah. He's a Republican, right? Yeah. I mean, what... Yep. what uh, yeah, I just, I I don't. William brings up, and this started pre-pandemic, too, by the way. William brings up an interesting question: How old is the child? Well, that you know, I'm trying to find out inform details about their son. So if he he is must now or he must have turned removed? 18 between 29. I mean, we're yeah, now 2024. She said he aged out of the uh, the system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just. Yeah, so I'm assuming 15 and 15. I mean, that father probably, 15. it seems like he's a pretty 
mild-mannered guy right there that we played you in that clip. He, I, I'm assuming... Oh, I would be. He handled that better than I would have. Oh, God. Just based the on way, the way he presented oh, it. If you have teenagers... T- Parents are going to, you know, parents and teens, it's it's pretty, uh, I think, widely accepted that it's a, it is an age of transition. You're transitioning from being yep. a child to mm-hmm. adulthood. Yeah. And so are there going to be some conflicts between teens and parents? Oh, of course. Over oh a God. multitude of things? You're going through puberty. You're developing right? zits. I moved out every... Every other day when I was that age, you know, yes. when I was 16, so, 17. So imagine that yeah. you, when you're 15 and a half, 16, and the state says, well, you don't like your parents, so we're just going to take you and put you in a different home. Yeah, you talk about a slippery slope. Oh, yeah. And the precedent you establish here. And you're right, Stalker. When you're at that age, you're trying to find yourself. You don't know if you're in with the in crowd or the out crowd. You know, what you want to be known as from as far as who, what your little circle is. Are your sneakers uh, in style enough? Yeah. You're, I mean, from... I would imagine, I mean, my girls are already at this point now where they're all about certain items that they got to have, and they're nine years old. So you go from like that nine to, I don't know, 16 stretch? Oh, you're... Rough period, right? I'll give you another year and a half. You're gonna, <laughs> because now it, it all starts earlier because of social media. So mm-hmm. you're going to be in the thick of it so in about the, a year so and a half. you're 11. Okay. I remember, I remember when I was... 15 or 16 I, I I was dating an older woman who lived on her own what Stroudsburg Pennsylvania Ooh, not that old not that old like, like 18 yeah she was like 18 <gasps> and and she was 18 and you were, and you were 7 16 I think and uh, um, uh, I remember I you know I was that I I lied to my parents and I said I was staying at a friend's house and I was gonna <gasps> stay stay in her apartment and my my parents <laughs> my parents uh found out <laughs> and they they came, they drove up they drove up to get me and they knocked on the good door for them. <laughs> holy crap good for them and i remember just leaving there be like you don't understand i love her i love blah, blah, blah. she's and my uh my my mother at the time was just like you don't know what love it you have no idea what you're talking Aww. about and she was a hundred percent right, a hundred percent right. So yep. I tell this long-winded story as, as a way to say you don't know what you want at fifteen, sixteen years old. Yeah. And then your mom told you you want to pound it, no. and, <laughs> and then do like a that dry was from a cooking segment. So, <laughs> do you ever keep in touch with that now older no. woman? No. What if she's listening and she calls? Hey, she might. She might. Please call in. What if she, she wins be. the Disney cruise? <laughs> she's like. Greg, I've always loved you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I doubt it. Um, By the way, if you have any more stories about this, that you the like please. the unruly things that you did as a minor, you, we should do like a weekly segment. No, no, like I'm, the stalker no. files. I'm just, I just brought that up to show that at that age, you have no idea what you want or what <laughs> yeah, you, you know of what I mean. Not. Uh, one, one more, and then we should break. This is a visual, so go over to YouTube, YouTube.com/slash at twelve ten WPHT. This is a, I believe, Nick. This is a coat store or something in yep. Berkeley, California, right? Where looters literally people just walk in and take thousands of coats. Hey, man, it's chilly out. And walk out the door. Got to stay warm. You got to see this video. Uh, this is cut seven, Phil. Cut uh, seven if you can go. Uh, there's no audio of it, so it's just video. But yep. you can see them walk in. 60% off rack. There you go. There's book bags. Look, at, look just, just, just. That's at least seven coats. Seven coats. She might fall over. She's got so many in her hand. Yep. And if you're watching here, this is uh, two individuals here. Uh, three. 
All right, so we got three going out the exit. Nobody tripped up the steps, so they've got better coordination than Joe does. Look at that giant tuchus. A big, big keister. <laughs> a big old fanny. Not fanny Willis, but a big fanny. And just goes right into the car, yep. puts everything in there. Mm-hmm. The car's double parked. There's no urgency. Right. It's a smash and grab hit and run. Yeah. Wow. And, and and what we've noticed now, too, and I know we've, there's some other ones out there where you have even bigger groups of more than just three people. So we already know that these these um, you know big stores have told their employees to stand down, let them take it, get out of there, whatever. But now you have people coming in in such large groups that it almost creates this deterrent of anybody stepping in. Even if you're there with a group of good Samaritans, you have four, five, eight, nine individuals, and they all come in and they flood this store like the running of the bulls. You're just almost like paralyzed as an employee or an innocent customer. You just kind of stand there and you're like, oh, my God, it's happening in the store that I'm in now. Oh, my God. Like, what do you and yeah, and where's the FBI tracking these individuals down? Yeah. Like, you know, they, they Can't do it. it's, right, it's racial profiling going but, I mean, they tr- just tracked the guy, poor guy down in Jersey who is charged with misdemeanor, f- uh, fel- you know, federal misdemeanors because he walked so into the Capitol, the Capitol for milled minutes. around. They said no violence, but they, they spent three-plus years tracking that guy down, and yep. he's arrested. And you can steal $3,000 worth of winter jackets yep, that's and okay. just make off of it. That's it's okay. Un- it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, like, by a, the it's way, like a clearance sale. Yeah. That video reminds me of what happened here in Philadelphia in the summer of uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. June of 2020. Yeah. And they don't even like, they don't even hide their license plate or no, nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just they're waiting there. No, not masking. Not ma- nothing. Come right through the entrance. Yeah. Go right, and, and you can take this to the bank. It's not the first time they've been in that store. So they've already pointed out yep. probably strategically what item they want, where it's located. They go straight in. They go right back to whatever the destination is. They scoop it up, and they go right on out. And by the way, that last uh, woman there who was stealing some things should uh, should go in and ransack a Weight Watchers. Wow. Look at the size of that. I mean, as Meatball said. Good God. And she's been eating good yep. in the neighborhood. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. We'll come back. We'll get to a big three from Dawn. Also, we have uh, a motive for one of the alleged shooters at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade and celebration. Uh, update on that and also an update from about a year ago when Riley Gaines was subdued and attacked when she was speaking on campus in the Bay Area. That's all still ahead. Kale Company, 9 o'clock hour is next. How you feeling? Are you sick and tired of those achy joints and you dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics today. The state of healthcare is always changing, as you know. The old ideas like steroids or surgery, they're no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments, which do deliver lasting results. I'm talking about that aching, that horrible shoulder pain, the back pain. Oh, your bad knee, maybe from arthritis, maybe from that past injury. Don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. Do this. It's a revolutionary approach that gets you long-term relief, no downtime. QC Kinetics Advanced State-of-the-Art Treatments harness and actually direct your body's own natural abilities to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue. Make this the year you get it all back. Reclaim your independence. No surgery, no drugs. Just call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics. Would you just call them? 999-3000. Tell them Dawn sent you. 
Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in on social media at 1210WPHT. Get us on YouTube as well and the free Odyssey app. If you missed any of the show, a lot of stuff on the border with uh, immigration and the migrants. We've got attacks on New York police officers, Amazon drivers, tow trucks being stolen, taken on joy rides. Uh, also, Joe Biden student loan bailout part do uh, as Joe is seeking more voters to uh, the young millennials and Gen Zers that are uh, rolling out of college with all sorts of debt. He's obviously trying to get himself some more votes this fall and a lot of other stories that we have talked about this morning. But this segment brought to you by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center. If you are renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up, Tommy D's Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, flooring, and molding at affordable rates, visit their showroom in Philadelphia or visit their website at TommyDs.com. All right, so let's get an update, actually a couple of updates here, and we will get to Dawn's Big Three at the bottom of the hour. Morning mystery movie clip in just about 15 minutes. So let's start with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration parade and that awful tragedy that occurred what was that now? That was eight days ago. I think it was last Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, so was yesterday parade. was the one week mark, Nick. Okay. So one week. And um, obviously we've been talking about the identities of the shooters being uh, concealed uh, while they're minors. It doesn't fit a narrative. We've talked about it every which way under the sun. But now we're getting a motive. And it's, you know, just boys being boys. Just guys doing silly stuff. Or, quote, just being Stupid. This is courtesy of FoxNews.com, one of the men charged with murder in connection to the deadly shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory celebration last week, told police that he was, quote, just being stupid when he, quote, advanced on a group of strangers during a verbal dispute and decided to open fire in a crowd with people with children and all sorts of people that are just trying to take joy in the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs have won yet another Super Bowl. This is according to court documents. Lindell Mays, 22, of Raytown, Missouri, was captured on surveillance video outside of Kansas City's historic Union Station, aggressively approaching members of another group. And according to police affidavits obtained by Fox News, the documents state that the argument between the two groups began over the belief that people in the other group were staring at them. Oh, my God. Hey, are you staring at me? <laughs> Pull out a gun, start shooting people. The video showed Mays was the first to begin shooting at a person who was running away from him despite being surrounded by crowds of people, including children, according to the affidavit. During an interview with detectives from the hospital where Mays was being treated after being struck by gunfire during the altercation, Mays said, quote, he hesitated shooting because he knew there were kids there, according to the affidavit. Quote, stupid man, just pulled a gun out and started shooting, Mays said, according to the affidavit. I shouldn't have done that. Just being stupid. We This is so absurd to me that we, we, we still, and I remember this 
and I don't know if you recall this as a, as a, as a child or a young teen, Greg, in the 90s. It, you remember like when you were driving and you're going through a neighborhood or if you're just walking past somebody in the hallway in school, there was a stretch in time where I felt like everybody was always paying attention to who was staring at who. And like yeah. you drive down a neighborhood and if you're not looking straight ahead and you look at somebody, although that person that's walking towards your vehicle as you drive through a neighborhood could be staring a hole through your vehicle. And yet if you take one glimpse at somebody, it's like, what are you staring at, man? What are you staring yeah. at? Yeah. This is basically what caused this, uh, this, a totally preventable tragedy. That's what they're saying. I mean, these were groups of gangs. Like that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. Th- this, this is this is a giant, in my opinion, yeah. a giant cover up. This is a giant cover up for a for a a gang dispute, and they don't want to say that. For a city this this size, when you look, start. I started looking up when this happened. Their gang, the size of their gang task force, their crime, their drugs, and so they don't want the national attention. For the problem they have. And it's gotten very bad for Kansas City mm-hmm. over recent years. When you talk about murders, uh, gun violence, any sort of you know uh, aggravated assaults. If you look at the numbers, I saw a graphic yesterday on TV. I mean, it's off the charts compared to where it was just 10, 12 years ago. So they, they, have a, they have a serious crime problem, surprise, surprise, in a city that you have... The mayor being a Democrat, I'm not what? sure if this, this is a Republican no, run city, Nick. No, what it you, is not. What? Red state, blue city. No. Yeah. So what a shocker. You can't stare at me, man. <laughs> Were you looking at me? Are you challenging my manhood? I'm going to pull <laughs> out a gun in front of a million people with. Ch- and oh, by the way, you admit in the affidavit that you knew there were children around and you kind of hesitated. But you just you just couldn't let it go, so you pull out a gun, and now we have people running around, ricocheted bullets. We've got one person dead. I think is it twenty five or twenty six were injured, including children. And everybody's just trying to enjoy uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty, which is what they have become. And now we have this going on. Well, look at the headlines: Kansas City Star. Should Kansas City have more say over guns? Democrats will push plan after mass shooting. Yeah. Missouri Independent, Democrat. These are all, you know, mm-hmm. this is their. These are their headlines and their media. Democrats hope to put gun safety measures on the ballot following Kansas City's mass shooting. It's never about addressing the real root Amen. causes. Plural here, causes. Obviously, you don't enforce the laws that you have. You have people on the streets that should be off the streets with a rap sheet a mile long. We do not intervene with mental health. We have all sorts of red flags and warning signs that either you do have a mental issue or you're just a bad seed and a bad apple, and we should probably intervene. We don't do that. So what's the solution? Oh, you got to get guns off the streets. I mean, now, now more than ever... And and I'm not applying this, you know, to the school shooting aspect because we've debunked that where school shootings are not occurring at any excessive rate compared to where they were 15, 20, 30 years ago. But you're the, the Democrats will continue to pound the drum and, and keep banging away on, you know, AR-15s or any other sort of gun uh, revocation. When the reality is this, I think there's a sizable group of Americans that are probably pro Second Amendment. That just don't own a gun for whatever reason. They don't want to have it in their house with children or whatever, but they're not against the Second Amendment by any stretch that are probably contemplating now more than ever going about it, by the way, 
the legal way, the right way, filling out the paperwork, going and purchasing a handgun. I don't think the solution is less guns on the street. I think now more than ever, you just don't want to be, and I can just say it from my perspective, I, I, I don't think about this all the time, but there are times where like, do I really want to be in a Walmart or a Giant or at the next Eagles Super Bowl or at a Phillies playoff game or wherever it might be, and somebody decides whether they're having a mental health crisis to shoot up the place, or if in you know this case we'll we'll go with what the quotes here you know all of a sudden me my daughters my wife we're going to be in the crossfire because somebody didn't like the fact that they got stared at really like I mean there's a lot of people I think that now more than ever want to be able to protect themselves and their family and I would actually love to see and I guess I could probably find it somewhere what the uh, trends are in the country as far as gun registrations going up in this country. I was like to think in some areas it's probably gone up. I have to find it now. There was this map that it was going viral and they were showing the map of the United States of America and it showed red states, which is, you know, primarily across the the central areas of the country and how 90% of the gun ownership happens in the red areas but 97% of the violent crimes Happens involving in guns. Areas. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so this is an argument, and we can move stats around, but there are a lot of people say, oh, no, there's a 39% violent crime rate going up in the red states. You know, you look at Pennsylvania or Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yes. But where is the crime, this violent crime, actually happening? Specifically. Specifically in Democrat-run cities mm-hmm. where what's the pro- – let's connect the dots, and it's everything we talk about every day. Yep. So gangs, drugs, and horrible schools, mm-hmm. low-ranking schools, the combination, and that's the importance. And and Governor Josh Shapiro, just to you know put it into Pennsylvania, he knows that better than anybody, which is why he promised, promised, even when on Fox News when he ran, promised lifeline scholarships for the poorest – Poorest among us. That's right. That, he did do that. Yes, I remember, remember. I remember him being on fire. And it was it was kind of a wow moment. Everybody thought, well, that's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not delivering on it, doing a line item veto because of Democrats like Matt Bradford right here in Montgomery County putting the pressure on. Will Shapiro stand up to the more progressive left wingers mm-hmm. in the Democrat Party? Will he deliver on that promise? And this is a huge moment for him. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Tamar Walker, Dawn, is asking if you can share a link to that map of the gun ownership oh, violence. Yeah. Please, if you can tweet that out, that'd be yeah, great. I'll also, that. speaking of Twitter, uh, we we put the video up from the 7 a.m. news this morning of the guy who was trying to change the valve on oh. the beer uh <laughs> What do you call those things? The beer, uh, um, the, uh, the nozzle, the valve, yeah. the tank valve, the and, tank, and uh, low black and IPA, it, and it shot out and shot him across the room. That is on the twelve ten WPHT Twitter. Um, so give that a follow, please. Yeah, it'll make you thirsty. You'll be craving an IPA by the time you're done watching it. Twelve ten WPHT on Twitter. Please give us a follow. You an IPA guy, stalker? I, uh, Hit or miss? Uh, by the way, today is National Margarita Day. Is it right? Is <laughs> that nothing, right? <laughs> nothing makes me happier than a good margarita. You going to um, indulge today? No. You, I, you and the old lady go out I, for a margarita? No, night? Never do, never drink on a weeknight. No, no school nights, huh? No work no. night school nights. Yeah. Wait, do you like the strawberry or do you like no, the... No, I, I, I actually don't. Sometimes when you get them in restaurants, they're too sugared up. Yeah. yeah. I like... I like. I like too... A good tequila and maybe just maybe half of a shot 
of mm. of like some sort of a lime, uh-huh. you know, some sort of lime nice concoction. Yeah, okay. that's how I make margaritas. So no salted or sugar rims. Yeah, yeah, yeah I take that. But when when I'm when I'm, uh, and it has to be over a lot of ice. Too. Yeah. So, so uh, over ice, not frozen. Over no, yeah, 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 no. Frozen. So you like it salty? I do like it salty. Yeah, I'm a sucker for salt as well. I'm anti-sugar for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I like salt guy. All right, 855 is the number if you want to jump in. And then the uh, other update we have to get to is we're coming up on the, the one-year mark of when Riley Gaines was doing some of her, um, you know, fighting for women's speeches and women athletics. She was on the campus, and I remember we talked about this vividly. This was last April, April 6, 2023, where she was at San Francisco State University. And if you'll recall, Riley Gaines was harassed and threatened while giving a speech on campus. Uh, She was also struck by a man wearing a dress. Uh, And if you recall, campus police barricaded her in a room for safety, where she was in there for several hours while the protesters were screaming outside. Uh, if we have the video, Phil, I think we could put this up on YouTube right now. I don't believe there's any audio to it, but uh, I think... I do have this... some audio here. Oh, you do have audio. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh... So this was, uh, I believe, Riley Gaines actually filming this herself. Being ambushed, yeah. <laughs> This, all, all of this because she's speaking. She's speaking the truth. Yes, unbelievable. Look at that angry, angry, angry. She's being escorted down the hallways, and they basically stuffed her in a closet and said, "Stay here for a couple of hours until things die down." And there's a police officer, as you see, dressed. Cameras, cell phones, nut jobs wearing COVID masks in 2023. So the update is that police have decided that they will not bring charges in attacks against Riley Gaines at San Francisco State University, which... They didn't have enough evidence, oh, Nick. of course not. We only have first-hand footage of everything <laughs> filmed. Well, it wasn't crystal clear Crazy. enough to see that she was physically touched or assaulted. Uh, this is such nonsense. Because, again, the uh, LGBTQ plus trans community always seems to claim they are the ones under attack. Yet, I would argue from that vantage point, they were the ones going on the attack against Riley Gaines. And as you said, Greg, so eloquently, for stating facts that men should not be permitted in women's I, sports. I don't know what world I live in right now where somebody like her, who is literally stating what 99% of the people believe, yes. and and it's somehow being labeled as hate speech, and it's, and it's controversial. Homophobic. She's just talking about sports. Yes. You could be on the right side of history, the right side of facts, the right side of biology and science. But if the 1% doesn't like it, it's racist, it's sexist, it's transphobic, it's homophobic, it's some sort of hate crime or a community under attack when 
and I think that number's probably low, but I always go back to the Gallup poll from last year mm-hmm. where 72% of Americans said that men should stay out of women's sports. Peg hits the nail on the head right there on uh, YouTube. Uh, always angry and unattractive. <laughs> I, know. I assume from the name Peg is a female, uh, so I thought it was appropriate yeah. coming from a female, but she's yep. absolutely right uh, that they're always angry and unattractive. My grandmother was a Peg. Okay. Aww. Yeah. Margaret. Yeah, sure, short for Margaret. That's correct. There you go. How did they get Margaret from? I've always wondered that. Where? where that's a great point. It's like Peg Bundy. Like her real name's Margaret. On Margaret, Margaret children. Meg, Peg. Yeah, but where's the P come from? Very interesting. I'm going to think about we that have later today after my nap. Intellectual questions. We do. Where does the P come from? <laughs> it's Kale and Company, where we question the answers and we answer the questions. And we need to take a break. And we got to pay some bills. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll get to our morning mystery movie clip, and then Dawn will have a big three. Stay right there. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. 855-839-1210 to climb in. We'll get to Dawn's Big Three here in a couple of minutes. Also, uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we will have What's on the Cut Sheet Part due. But right now, it's time to give something away. I mean, w- what else can we do? We're giving away Disney cruises, movie tickets, I know. and all you have to do is listen to this entertaining morning program. Thank you. That's all you got to do. Yeah. All right, let's get to the morning mystery movie clip. And now... The morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know the best part? I can get over it because I am a Red Sox fan. Ah, oh, jeez. I mean, I've been through a lot in this park, man. I can take this because I am bulletproof. Lorenzo's in a giving mood today, so we will give you a pair of tickets that lay up to Fandango. A pair of Fandango movie tickets to see Dune Part 2. Experience the exciting return to the harsh planet. Arrakis in Denise Villanueva's breathtaking new Dune Part 2. Starring Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, Florence Pugh, and many more. Filmed entirely for IMAX, see Warner Brothers Pictures and Legendary Pictures, Dune Part 2, only in theaters on March 1st. Call our 12-855-839-1210 if you can identify that um, layup baseball movie. Leave it at that. All right. Let's get down to the news. Let's find out what's going on in the world. And for that, we go to Dawn Stenzel in at 926 for her Big Three at night. It's the Big Three and Nine on Kale & Company. And we are sponsored in the Big Three by Holland Floor. Number one, there are there is movement. We have new developments in the Trump civil case. So I just want to bring this forth to you. Request for a delay 
by the defendants in former President Donald J. Trump's. This is the civil fraud case of civil allegations. And this is the case of Judge Angoran, who has said that Trump, his family business, the defendants in this case, must pay $354 million in fines, plus that 98 estimated uh, million dollars in the interest, 9% interest. So you're looking at in excess. It's nearly, you know, four hundred, four and a half. Give her a few a take. A, yeah. you know, give her a few a few millions, right? Give Stocker her take a few said millions. What, earlier, eighty seven thousand dollars a day in interest. Eighty seven thousand five hundred dollars a day. A every, day. Every time he wakes up, in interest. So it's like it's like nearly four hundred and forty million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Rest easy if you think your credit card. Uh, yeah. Interest is bad. I know, you're complaining I, about that thirty yeah. percent. Yeah. You know, I know, I know Trump's not a drinker, but if he was, I would say skip the margarita mix and just go straight to tequila today. Oh my gosh, that would be my suggestion. So the attorneys have said they they're asking for a temporary a thirty minute or a thirty month or thirty day delay. Sorry, thirty day delay on this. So remember, TikTok. This ruling came down from Angoran. And yesterday, Letitia James, the attorney general who campaigned on this, was saying she is preparing paperwork to seize his assets, his buildings, his assets, because she's saying, show me the money. Now the attorneys are saying, in fact, the attorney general didn't do the proper paperwork, oh. didn't give proper notice. And so, you know, lawyers are always going to find uh-huh. something here. They're saying that they've deprived the defendants of the opportunity to submit a proposal counter judgment. That would be contrary to fundamental fairness and due process. This is what they they wrote in the courts. And this went all the way up to late last night. They were going back and forth, back and forth. And Trump's team has said Letitia James didn't file the proper notices, didn't follow the right paperwork and protocol of the law mm-hmm. within this. They're asking for a 30-day delay. And she and so they're, they are trying to counter-propose uh, what I'm assuming is a lower financial figure. Yes. Something tells me Letitia James is probably going to have none of it just based on her attitude and demeanor. I don't think she will agree to that. It's just my but assumption. She, but she has to, once it goes into the appeals courts, it's out of Angoran's court at that point, okay. you know, because now they're, what they're doing is they're just de- delay, delay, delay. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it goes to a higher court. Right. That's a, fair court that looks at this i mean it's just obnoxious to say basically half a billion dollars in fines the only the only tougher venue for trump in new york city is washington dc well that's true think about it when you think about all the different venues yes we have to talk about the pennsylvania supreme court ruling just yesterday that state gop subpoenas republican subpoenas for voter information this is a, a key case after the 2020 election our our Supreme Court here in Pennsylvania and the Commonwealth has, and, it, and let's face it, it's a Democrat-leaning court, but they have said, well, no matter what you think of them, it's unenforceable. They've overturned a lower court ruling that said, yes, this was allowed. Will this case now be appealed to the ultimate U.S. Supreme Court of the United States of America? Mm, okay. That's that's another question we have. Will this go to SCOTUS? And all of the, obviously, we've talked a lot about these different mail-in ballot cases. This one that was just ruled on yesterday. These are making their way through the courts. It's taking years. If these go to the Supreme Court, 
what will those rulings look like? And there are implications for 2024. And is it, this is the one that we just talked about yesterday, correctly? No, this is a different one. This is a different one. Okay, yeah. so this has nothing to There's do with so the, wrong, the wrong date being put on the ballot. Yeah, that's a different one that's oh making goodness. it. I know. Is that It gets confusing. There are yeah. so many different cases. And so a lot of people are saying, you know, voter integrity and election integrity, all of or <laughs> voter integrity, election integrity. But I think some of these may end up in the United States Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And that... I think that's a good thing. I think we just need to bring back the election integrity. I agree. But we're covering it and we're following all of these for you. And yes, we know it, sometimes it gets confusing. Number three for our big three, hmm, TikTok, TikTok. I, I think we have to take you to the um, hair of the dog, if you will. This is Commander Biden. This has gone viral. A huge story as newly released or leaked memos and documents proving that U.S. Secret Service personnel were bitten. These are dog bites. They received treatment for them. At least 24 incidents in the White House and other locations. And these are just from Secret Service, not even counting all the other, not even counting all the other dog bites that happened by, you know, that were bitten. Other personnel were bitten. This is just Secret Service. I have the receipts, by the way, of the log of all the bites. They started on October 2nd of 2022, you had so you so here's all the incidents October 2nd, 5th, 27th, then we go to November, the 3rd, the 10th, the 22nd, then we go to December, the 11th, the 16th, the 23rd. Commander took the holidays off, then he got back to biting <laughs> in 2023 on January 2nd, and it goes all the way through June of last year. So you're talking about I think 7 19 20 months of logged doc and they even you can see this this is on social media it gives you the location of the secret service agent where he was bit left arm left hand left forearm chest uh waist right arm right elbow uh and obviously the location as well some of these were in delaware some of these were at camp david some of these were at the white house i mean commander was hungry commander it needs it's sad because Commander needs, he should get Dave Cugno, who's a great local, or John Bickle. John Bickle's fantastic. Get, get a dog trainer. Bring in the trainer. Why don't you adopt him and put him with Buddy? Oh. You and him and Buddy will get along. Yeah, that'd be great. Bipartisan pooches. Yeah, I'll give him some farmer's dog. But I think part part of it was they were reporting that um, this the dogs, both dogs, were Jill Biden's. Ah. When she was away, that's when the dogs would get triggered. They're, My wife's a Philly girl. Yeah. yeah. They're her, she's the dog person. Yeah. And so when mama's away, the dog is just doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. My sister's owned um, multiple German Shepherds yeah. in her adult life. Great well, dogs. You, they're great dogs, but they are working dogs. Mm-hmm. If, and they need purpose, especially German. I had a German Shepherd who could open doors. Yeah. They're so freaking smart. They are. But if you, first of all, never chain them up. But number two, you put them in an environment where they can't. They can't patrol. They can't do their job. They can't have purpose. Mm-hmm. That's trouble. I agree. Right? Yep. Uh, so we got that going on. All right. We got to talk about Holland Floor on this sunny 50-degree day. Woo, it's a beautiful day and a beautiful day for Holland Floor Covering. Holland Floor Covering, the region's premier flooring dealer, family-operated more than 50 years, providing exceptional service, professional installation. Just visit one of their two showrooms in either Wayne or Newtown. No charge samples, no obligation estimates. Yeah, just learn more. HollandFloor.com. Thank you for sponsoring our big three.
All right, Don, thank you very much. 855-839-1210. We have Bill in Philly's Our Morning Mystery Movie Clip winner this morning. Bill, good morning. What movie clip did we just play for you? Fever Pitch. Yeah, that is correct. Bill. It took Bill all of 2.8 seconds to realize what movie that was. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. sir. You've got yourself the movie tickets from Fandango. Very good. Thank you very much. I just watched that movie yesterday. Wow. So it was top of mind for you. Nice. Nice work. There did you is. want it? Did you want to watch it or was it just on? Uh, I, 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 got, I zapped him. Okay. Uh, yeah, he probably wanted to watch zapped it. Zapped him? I, I, I hit the hang up button. You're quick on the quick, trigger. Quick figure. trigger by me. Yeah. But if you have the quick trigger, I've got the solution, <laughs> Oh, boy. There we go. How about oh, this? No. That's right. By the way, um, uh, what's on the cut sheet part due coming up next? But first, I got to tell you about that quick trigger. Uh, Blue Chew, <laughs> fellas. All right, here you go. Don't laugh. This I is thought, serious that stuff. Is correct, no, it folks. Is. Look, it is. I mean, this is, we're talking about your livelihood here, yeah, right? Aim to please. And, exactly. Please. And aim. That's right. And aim appropriately. Could be with the uh, current relationship, or maybe you're back on the market and you're trying to impress somebody new. Blue Chew tablets are a performance enhancement for the bedroom that'll have you knocking it out of the park in no time. And it comes with the same active ingredient as Levitra, but a more cost-friendly price. Blue Chew's licensed medical professionals will work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. And if swallowing pills is not for you, no problem. The tablets are chewable. And how about this special offer for Kale & Company listeners? Try Blue Chew for free. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, bluechew.com, enter the promo code 1210, and just pay the nominal $5 shipping fee, and it is yours. Discreet delivery, no in-person conversations, and that special someone will thank you. Trust me. Promo code 1210, bluechew.com, made in the USA. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning, just about 11, 12 minutes out from finding out what's on tap for the Dawn Show, this day in music history, and also who won Twitter today. But let's get to some audio as we wind things down on this Thursday. It's something we like to call What's on the Cut Sheet Part Do. What's on the Cut Sheet? I do. Hakeem Jeffries was on The View yesterday. <laughs> Jeez. And remember the other day when we were discussing how, why do they keep Biden up there? Why do they prop him up and throw him out there? Mm-hmm. It's because... And I think I said this, and I believe it. I think that the Democrats believe that he is the strongest candidate to beat Donald Trump. Which speaks volumes about where they are right now. <laughs> and Hakeem Jeffries basically said that to the ladies on The View. Yesterday, this is cut six, Phil. Go. Mr. Leader, um, I've got to ask politics because we're in a presidential year. Obviously, in a, a very kind of historic moment, Speaker Pelosi passed the baton to you, and you had been rising the ranks, a star in the party, because she believed there was time for a next generation of leadership, uh, which I think we all applauded here. There are some, about a third of Americans, worried that the president doesn't have the vitality to serve out another four years. Do you think that it's time to pass the baton to a new generation of leadership, or do you think Joe Biden is the strongest candidate to defeat Donald Trump? Well, Joe Biden is definitely the strongest candidate to defeat Donald Trump. Uh, Let me say first about um, Nancy D'Alessandro Pelosi, in my view, the greatest speaker of all time. Wow, there we go. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm choking on that because I, I don't know what I'm more stunned by. The fact that uh, Alyssa uh, Farrah Griffin, Farrah Griffin uh, said that only a third of Americans think that Joe has the vitality. That number is actually wrong. It's well less than that. Um, so I'm not really sure where she got her stats from. Uh, but that doesn't um, you know, deviate from the point of when you think about this, the Dems are always you know, playing chess when other people think that it's a game of checkers. And if they've arrived at the conclusion behind closed doors, which I think they probably have, that Joe gives them the best chance, like I just said before, entry into that clip, what does it say about the Democrats right now? We, we've talked about how thin their bench is. But also, think about this. And, and I know everybody says, well, it's obviously a shot at Kamala because she's not ready. But let's, we, all, we all agree. We all realize that she's not um, viable for that position. What does it say about their feelings truly about Gavin, though? Yeah. Because there's been so many people that have said, he's the heir apparent. He's the next man up. The great hair. He's a great debater. <laughs> he puts on all the, the, the political charm and you know, the whole bit. If they think Joe is better than Gavin... Are they basically admitting without admitting that he's made California a disaster and he would be a recipe for failure? I mean, do they think that yes. Trump can beat yes. Newsom but not Biden? Yes. They they obviously do. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, and then if you're Gavin Newsom and you start to get that feel like, boy, they don't they they think Joe's better than I am. If I'm Gavin, I'm like yeah. I I mean, okay. It's not a it's not a it's not a good confidence booster for a young aspiring, and I say young loosely. And he's still young politically. Um, it's not a great vibe for you if you have aspirations of the highest office in, in this country. Agreed. Um, By the way, D'Alessandro, That's her middle name. I will say Nancy D'Alessandro Pelosi. I will say this about Nancy Pelosi. I, I don't agree with her, and I don't like her. But she was a very effective speaker. She was very good at her job. Dawn and I say that all the time mm-hmm. about it. when when she wanted to to whip those puppies into shape. She did. Did you see? Speaking of whipping into shape, did you see her holding Joe's hand yesterday as they were walking around together? Oh, God, like just, just blind just like, leading the blind. <laughs> like I just you talk uh, about being propped up. Nancy legitimately holding him by the hand. Like I, it's how I used to. Me and my grandmother would walk down the street when it was a little icy out. <laughs> I bet here, Nana, hold my hand. <laughs> that that was Nancy with Joe yesterday. But she was she was effective in yeah. shutting down everything. She shut down transparency. Remember, she shut down all the cameras in the yeah. house. You, she shut down. She had complete control. And she sure as hell wouldn't go to the floor with a nope. vote if she didn't think she had the votes. That would have never happened under Nancy Pelosi. Yep. So what she did was she gave the appearance by, and this is not, this is not a great situation this is anti-transparency but if you look at it from you know the the conniving eyes of the democrats in other words uh this is very successful she shut down truth transparency she totally controlled it and she made sure that her party the democrat party always looked unified even for all we know they were heavily splintered Mm -hmm. but because and here's where your greatest i think assets are sometimes your greatest faults with republicans they let it all hang out yeah so you and that's not a good thing keep things in in your own family in your own kitchen we don't want to see all your dirty you know what i mean yep until you pull it together and then go to the vote she's a political animal she is 
But she uh, doesn't bite. No, <laughs> no, no. Com- commander's commander's <laughs> yeah, taking enough chunks. I was going to say that. There's nothing Sorry. left for Nancy yeah. to nibble on. Yeah. All right, nine forty-five. We'll come back. Wrap it up with who won Twitter today? Today in music history and what's on tap for the Dawn Show here on Kale and Company. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT and the Free Odyssey app. Mustard. <laughs> Mustard. Mustard. Kale and Company. <laughs> 9.50, putting a little mustard on the bow today as we get ready to wrap up a Thursday, the Dawn Show, <laughs> coming up in 10 minutes, and we find out what Miss Stenslin has lined up for the top of the hour. Oh, we have so much going on, and we've got it all covered uh, live and local. There's a lot developing on this Thursday. Coming up right at 10.05, we're going to check in on all of the Pennsylvania state laws and all of those condemning the budget plan and, and what that means for each and every one of us as taxpayers and then national ramifications of all these rulings happening. So Nate Benefield's going to going to update us. He's so great and gracious with his time, a real expert here. And then in the 11 o'clock hour, retired Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith. So we'll revisit a lot of policies. For example, at the top of the 6 o'clock hour, it seems like uh, 10 minutes ago we were at 6 Mm a.m., we talked about what's going on in some of our suburban districts. Are they going to cancel the police force because of tax dollars? And then, of course, the reinstated officers. So Betsy breaks that down from her vantage point of being a local cop and now working for the National Police Association. All right. Very good. Looking forward to that. Dawn show in under nine minutes time as we get to a Thursday edition of Today in Music History. What happened on this day in music history? Music history. Today, February 22nd. Notable albums from today include Radiohead's debut, Pablo Honey, released in 93. That includes the song Creep. And OMD's debut released in 89. We also lost Eddie Warhol on this day in 87, who actually designed the Stone Sticky Fingers album cover, among others. Singles from today include Hotel California by the Eagles in 77 and Hurt So Good by John Mellencamp in 82. It was also on this day in 89, the Grammys officially jumped the shark and presented Jethro Tull the very first Hard Rock Metal Award over Metallica. I haven't watched any award show regularly since. And lastly, <laughs> if you hear bands say they're done, don't automatically believe it. Because Slayer has now announced they'll be at Riot Fest in Chicago in September, five years after calling it quote-unquote quits. Wow. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Lomquist. So Phil, so Phil says the Grammys jumped the shark in 89. 89, and he's right, by the way. He's absolutely right. <laughs> I thought it was in the last decade. Nope, he's absolutely right. He gave it to Jethro Tull over Metallica. <laughs> Horrible. As usual, I'm way off of my timelines. Uh, as usual. Yes. Yeah. And for the record, we, to- we all supported Truckers for Trump. 100%. I'm just saying. What are you talking about? You know. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about that, that yeah. this schifozo on Twitter? No, can, you, can, can we oh, can sorry. we pay attention to the show and not talk <laughs> to one person on Twitter? And not talk to one person, well, please? David, and I oh, have a son Lord. named David, so oh, I told you know. Twitter. Oh, my God. Richard Notaro wins Twitter. If I'm lucky enough, he says, if I'm lucky enough to win the Disney Cruise, would I be able to take each of your significant others? Seems they might need a break. <laughs> Dick, Dick, you can have my wife permanently. <laughs> not just for seven days. Lair Bear will definitely go. Yeah. 
Uh, oh my God, what a, what a way We've got off the rails. We have. I'm going to get out of Dodge David, right now. David, come back. You, you misheard. Uh, is been... David Day drinking on Margarita Day? Nobody knows oh, what okay. you're talking about. Should, should I read? Do I have time to read the tweet? Real fast. 30 seconds, dude. 30 oh. seconds. I'm defending Nick here. Yes. I want to cut into the Dodger. Come on. Uh, here we go. So we have... Uh, so David Beardsley, who doesn't follow me or does not um, follow the, sh- the station, I guess, all of a sudden decides to uh, tweet uh, after we won that award for the PA Broadcasters uh, Association. I will no longer listen to your show. When Nick talks about gender, he speaks in the woke vernacular. Now he hears truckers may boycott New York. He says, I hope they don't, as the people already pay enough. They don't. They need to feel the pain for their votes. You never said that. I have no idea how I get a tweet three days later from a conversation (laughs) we had had on Monday. Well, maybe he was listening on the Odyssey app, and then he flipped over to another station station by accident and thought it was Nick. Some low-energy show. So, David, just come back. (sighs) All right, I'm going to go have a margarita. Everybody have a great rest of your Thursday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. We're back Friday morning at 6. Good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.